0: In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast.
1: What's up, Panther fans? It's your boy, Tony Dunn. They call me the professor. It's Tuesday night. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast, 9 p.m. Follow us on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, subscribe to the show if you're watching on YouTube. Smash the little bell so you get a notification that we're live whenever we go live on Tuesday night or when we pop in with an extra video. Subscribe to the channel. Go ahead and smash the thumbs up button and let us know that you're in there. Sounding off in the chat room, guys. There's a lot of people there. Cody Lashney, they're here to see you.
2: (laughs) What's up, man? Uh, It's another Tuesday night. Happy to be on the show, and uh, dude, as always, you already know our chat room is lit like it always is. We have Tin Tizzy, Underground West, Sarah Taylor, Trill One, Bill Doetrieve, Bat Daddy. I see my mama in the chat. What's up, mama? You know I love you. And uh, yeah, man, we're going to talk about a lot of things tonight. Uh, A little bit of combine stuff, a little bit of cam, a little bit of rebuild. Tony done. ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll.
1: Tonight's show is episode five of the season, Trading Trey, Combating Combine Myths, and Cam, we get a little commitment. There's lots of news to be talked about. There's rumors that have overtaken the Panthers' discussion from the combine. There's people shooting up the board in the combine. There's people doing exactly what Cody Lashney said they would do. We're going to break that down, and we've got your calls tonight on the Cat Calls line. The number's 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. Go ahead and get your calls in. We'll get them in tonight if we get them in early enough. There's a lot to be said tonight, and we've got CK here to help us break it all down. How you doing, CK? Living the dream. Living the dream. Don't pinch me. Don't pinch me. I don't want to wake up. Uh, you can follow CK at Codizzle Allen. We've got the Bat daddy here too, aka the stat daddy Greg. How you doing?
3: Oh man, I'm doing all right, but did y'all see that uh I apparently am a ghostwriter now for the Charlotte Observer. There was an article that came out. Yeah, uh, last rat. week. It's crazy, uh-huh. man. I can't believe uncanny Owl like it was, but uh sa- sadly <laughs> my work sa- being copied.
1: Sadly huh? they're going bankrupt, so you will not get paid. Neither will you not for exactly. being on this show.
4: I don't know why you took that job. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, we've also got uh this is a show by fans for fans, and we've got a big Panther fan here tonight. Brad Dugan, how
5: you doing, man? Good man. First time on the show. Let's do it.
1: All right, Brad, tell us a little bit about yourself. How long you been a Panthers
5: fan? Since the beginning, man. <laughs> Since, Since the, the beginning. beginning.
1: All right. We also have got somebody who's been around since the beginning, T Money, aka Straight Facts. Today is Muhammad. Welcome back to the C Three Panthers podcast. What's
0: up, my brother from another mother, Tony Dunn?
1: I tell you this: is anybody to anytime a black man tells me that I got that I got a little brother in me, it makes me feel cool. That's a big compliment. That's a big compliment. All right. Welcome back to the show, Tony. You uh, asked T money. I can't claim it.
0: Tony's <laughs> oh, yeah. light skin. You know
1: what I mean? he, he... <laughs> 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 That's exactly right. You know, uh, you know what? We go into Italy, coronavirus and all, going. Hey, I ain't you swallowing that, that, that
4: man? You, you know how much money you'd be saving if you booked it now?
1: No, actually, I tell you how much I would not have saved because I got on the airline. Uh, I got on the phone with the airline. And because of the threat level, whatever, because the State Department's freaking people out, I said, All right, well, let me see what I can do. So I called them up, and the guy was like, Oh, yeah, this is, we understand. He said, We can help you out. We'll change it. And then he says, Well, you got to do it before April 1st. And I was like, Well, I, I can't do it then. I got to do it either this week or on May 9th week. They were going to charge me a, over $1,000 extra per ticket. I was like, Bro, what? Sorry. Yeah, thing? We go. It's a stay. I'm gonna Let's go lick the David statues balls full of coronavirus if I got to to save five grand. Dude, All
4: right, <laughs> I'm half tempted to book a book a a vacation out there to Italy with the the prices I'm seeing on some of these uh, hotels, man.
1: Yeah, you should. About is it. that it is a pa- a panic that is unsubstantiated. But guys, look, nice. we're here every Tuesday night. We got a lot to talk about. We've got from the combine to trade. Let's start with. Rumors that come out, and we've got a big panel tonight, so we've got a lot of input going in. We'll move through these topics as fast as we can and get to your calls really quick, as quick as we can. The News breaks, uh, or somehow, I won't say news breaks. I don't even know if anything is news or if it's all just people saying stuff now. But now the Panthers supposedly shopping trade Turner, five-time pro bowler. And I want to start with T-Money on this. Your thoughts on Trey Turner as a player and as a Panther and potentially a trade.
0: Um, I like Trey Turner as a player and as a personality. I know he's, if I can remember, I think he might've got in trouble with Ron once before with his attitude or something going on. But I think Trey Turner has talent. He's not that old. He's only 26, 25, 26, something like that. So, but I mean, when you're in rebuild mode, Anybody can go if you talking the right picks. <laughs> that's just that's how you got to go. If you talking a second, or third rounder, something in that area for trade Turner, you got to do what you got to do.
1: All right, uh, Cody, what are you thinking? Thoughts on a Panther team where the line has been the problem for the last eight years. The one player that his reputation and at least his – he's probably their best offensive lineman. Let's just put it that He's on the trade block to only save $3 million. I don't really understand it.
2: Yeah, I mean, especially if we're talking about the prospect of Cam Newton coming back, um, I don't know why you would uh, be trading your best offensive lineman. Oh, wait a minute. We know exactly why we would do that. It's because we're rebuilding. And this is obvious to anyone that's been paying attention. Um, I, I think it's more real than it isn't. Um, I I still even, um, to me, if they're, they know Cam Newton has gotten hurt two years in a row, and that's what effectively tanked our season. If you're going to tell me that now they're open to trading Trey Turner, that says to me that they're still open to trading Cam Newton and potentially even Christian McCaffrey. Um, I, I think that's not just me being an overreactor. I think that's just real. I think the Carolina Panthers are putting out feelers everywhere to see what kind of value uh, players like Trey have, like Cam has. I think everyone's going to uh, do their due diligence. And and if they determine that they can get uh, a buttload of picks for all these players, it's it's looking more likely that they're probably going to do that to either move up for a player they want this year or just use it to stockpile players and picks for next year
1: CK is there anything to this
4: story man it, it's one of these things where you could go back and forth I think I think that uh to, to us the, uh, I really want to understand what they mean uh, about the or how they know about the shopping is is Carolina sending out feelers hey listen what would you take for him and if that's the case I could understand maybe the concern but i I'm not entirely sure what we're dealing with. I almost want to wonder if this indicates to me that they're taking a left tackle. Now I know Trey Turner was a guard. Um, I was mentioning to Cody before I was thinking maybe they have another idea about what they're going to do at left or at the uh, right guard position um, and or left guard position. But uh, I, I, I don't know, man, it's, it's a lot of uh, speculation at this point. And it's honestly at this point, it's exhausting to me to continue to think about what this means or, or whatnot with the, then all the articles about Christian McCaffrey and everything. Now that we're talking about a full-on rebuild possibly being in the works, I just I cannot I I, I can't for the life of, of me see where we're going with it, uh, especially with the fact that Trey Turner is a very affordable uh, pro bowler on the roster right now.
1: Yeah, that to me is the Maybe issue the here. To is to is that. You. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, but you're right, Tadais. That's a good point, is that goes back to um, Steve Smith. But we all recognize that that turned out to be a bad move because you ended up having to pay another guy to come in and take the spot. So you really don't save any money. It's almost Mm -hmm. a directional change when it came, or at least that's what they tried to shop with us to Steve Smith But in this case, is that really it seems like it would behoove us to do this next year. But I wonder if they're thinking no one wants the guy in his expensive year. If you trade him now, maybe you can pitch it as, hey, you get one year at a very reasonable price, and you can continue to work with him on a contract extension if he serves the role. Brad, do you think that Trey Turner – or any thoughts – Well, actually, I want to ask you this, Brad, is that the conversation erupted – I, I thought it was strange that a lot of people kept saying that Trey Turner, his reputation outweighed his performance. Do you think there's merit to that?
5: Uh, I'm I'm not sure actually. I mean, it, it caught me up, It caught me by surprise when a when a report came out. So I'm just thinking, this is the reality of the full rebuild. We're going to go under the two things you need when you do a rebuild. You need assets. And you need salary cap space, and I thought we had this capologist guy we hired. Uh, why would? I mean, it's not going to save us a whole lot of money or help us in the salary cap. So it's it kind of, it kind of threw me off a little bit why they were shopping them.
1: I think it goes to the point that CK had made a little bit is that you know one of the things is we invested in trade We had two choices, if you guys remember, we could have paid Trey Turner or we could have uh, waited a year and paid Andrew Norwell. We went ahead and got Trey Turner. We invested a lot of money on that kind of right side of the line with the idea that you run right more, where that, I feel like, is what Ron always tried to tell us, is we tend to run right more, so you want to have strong right guard. But I wonder if, and according to Jordan Rodriguez, some of the conjecture surrounding this potential move is that the idea of how you value certain positions and I think that that's what you're talking about CK right is that it's a lot easier to replace a guard uh, through free agency through the draft at a reasonable price than it is uh, in other places so maybe you can try to push those resources somewhere else is that where you're coming from
4: yeah I mean that and and I I think at you know, maybe they like what they see. I know it's guard. not as deep of a guard class, but uh, maybe they like what they see, or maybe they like what they see on the roster as a replacement for him. I mean, uh, there there could be a multitude of different reasonings behind this. The the when I'd be more concerned is if per sources they're shopping Christian McCaffrey that at that point in time, or per source they're shopping Cam Newton. Per source they're shot. Like a Trey Turner is an important part to the offensive line but I think it's similar to one of the arguments people make about a running back. I think the guard position is replaceable a little bit more efficiently than a left tackle uh, or a quarterback. So, I you know, I, I'm still not on the rebuild uh, train yet. I think we're in a reboot slightly, as somebody mentioned earlier, but I, I don't think rebuild is is at this point in time. I don't think it's enough evidence for me to jump on
3: that train.
1: Greg, oh, um, go ahead, Greg.
3: Oh, I was just going to jump in. Exactly what y'all were saying. Uh, saying I, I agree with what Cody says, man. Like, I don't... Uh, this is not what I want, but I do believe this is this is looking every every single day more and more towards like a rebuild. And, you know, I put this out there earlier on Twitter. I just don't understand. It seems like an overreaction from a, from a bad season last year. I mean, you got to think about it. A year and a half ago when Cam Newton's healthy, we have a Christian McCaffrey in his first real starting year as a, as a running back a Cam Newton who's playing at an MVP level, and a 6-2 record before Cam Newton gets injured. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I mean, so you chalk that year up to the injury he had to have the surgery. Last year he gets injured. I get it, injury being injury-prone, but he's going to be fully healthy. Like, are, are you rebuilding or not is, is, my, is my main thing. I, I mean, I just don't understand why. It seems like they're pulling the trigger on this. Like, it seems like he's jumping the gun too quickly to do a complete rebuild, but... All I know is if he does strip this team down, it really, really hope that he produces something out of her. It's going to be terrible that he stripped my entire team down and we have nothing to show for it. You know? Yeah, and I don't want to give...
1: I don't it, want to guys give too much attention to the Christian McCaffrey trade rumor, right? I mean, I, I, yeah. is actually, you know what? We got to give it some attention is this, is that really mm-hmm. this comes from the idea of this, is that... Do you want to get into a position with Christian McCaffrey where you reset the market for a running back? Now, at the end of last season, I was saying let's do it right now, right when Zeke's doing it, right when everybody's doing it. But if you are trying to build a team for sustained success, Cody, what is the feeling when it comes to running backs in that value there? You mean in this class? No, as in... Is so you look at this is I think that people will say well look at uh, the Rams look at these teams who have sunk money into or or how about this is look at the Steelers who didn't when it came to Le'Veon yeah. right is there something to the the argument that while Christian McCaffrey is a sensational he is our best player. He's our best receiver. He's our best player. Period. He could bring the uh, bring a lot. And I just what did we say last week? Lions number three. Would you do it Cody, mean,
6: for a three for the third
1: we're, pick?
2: We're, again, we gotta be reasonable about it. I, I don't think that no one in the top ten is is trading their their uh, pick for just. A running back for Christian McCaffrey on a two year deal, I don't think that would happen. Um, I, I do think so. One, let me start with your original right, premise. Um, and it's pretty much this man, uh, is it incredible to have a player like Christian McCaffrey? Yeah, man, the dude's a beast. I mean, in what his third year, he goes for a thousand, a thousand. Like, there's a reason why not a lot of players have done that. Okay, so Christian is incredible. But you don't need a Christian McCaffrey type of player to be successful in the NFL. I mean, you just don't. Look at Raheem Moser, who in the playoffs came out of nowhere and had, uh, what, 200 yards, four touchdowns, something crazy. I mean, you know, I love Christian McCaffrey. And, of course, I wanted to be on the team. Um, but if you're rebuilding, dude, I mean, even in this year's class alone, they are serviceable Running backs, you don't have to have a Christian McCaffrey. So, um, as much as I would hate to see him go, and I don't want him to go, they would, you know, if they're rebuilding, then it, it's just one of the most replaceable positions that there is in the NFL. I mean, that's just a fact of the matter. So,
4: um, I'll, I'll interject slightly with this. And the reason that I think that the idea of Christian would be, uh, being traded or anything like that would be too far-fetched. Is they have literally marketed the team. They've taken Cam Newton out of the marketing for the team and put Christian McCaffrey in the center of that marketing. I think the amount of – of this is a business for these guys, right? Yes, yeah. they want a winning the team, but the amount of effort and the amount of money they would lose by getting rid of Christian McCaffrey at this point in time is astonishing. It's one of the highest-selling jerseys on the uh, in, in the Panthers' uh, locker room right now. And so you're you're really taking a big risk on letting him walk or, or trading him or anything like that. Um, I, I I don't think you're going to get nearly the value that you deserve with them with any right. type of trade at this point in time. But I do think mm-hmm. that uh, he offers a lot more for this team, not just because he's a running back, because he is one of the greatest catching, receiving running backs in the history of the NFL. That yeah. is where I think that you cannot replace his value. Is you're not finding as many why or running backs who have such a crisp route running uh, ability like Christian McCaffrey and so I think that is something that you got to keep in mind it's not just a
3: running back you're trying to replace it's a running back slash slot receiver yeah. and the thing is too is don't you have to have some I get it's a rebuild don't you have to have some superstars you have to have at least some kind of rock to build your foundation around man like you can't just have a complete team of people you don't know what's going to happen with or that have never been all-star players and expect to be to win in this league, right? I mean, the I only way New that, England I did that, Bill in everybody enough I,
0: time to play around with that, though.
3: Where I mean, he
0: can, He is not one of those coaches that is going to be like, like Freddie Kitchen. Freddie Kitchen was on the block year one. If he didn't have success, he was out of there. Matt Rule yeah. is going to get most, if not all of that, six years, even if we're not that well. And that's only because you have to look where Tepper came from is the Steelers and the Steelers believe in we're going to ride where our coaches, players come hell and high water. I mean, look how long they were in the oldest franchise and they only had, what, maybe four or five coaches in their history. Mm-hmm. So Tepper's going to give rule, rule all the chances in the world to get it together. But what I was saying, as far as listening to Smitty, Tony was, um, Part of, I mean, yeah, he came at DJ Moore, but part of what he was saying was maybe Greg Little should be a guard. So if they think it's exactly Greg what I was little saying can be a guard and be a right guard, then maybe you would trade trade Turner if you're looking at tackles and you don't slide Greg Little guard. And also, was that not
4: exactly I what we, I just said, Cody? <laughs> mm-hmm. and,
2: and I also do think that we should put out there uh, a reminder that Dennis Daly did play well for a little bit last year. Um, I think they like him. Um, It's also being reported that Greg Van Roten wants to come back to the team, which I'm not as high on. But, I mean... Greg Van Roten is
1: 30 years old, dude. So, here's the thing. Is that if you somehow find a way to bring Greg Van Roten in for, like, less than $3 million and you trade Trey Turner, you really have just gotten, like, a third and a fourth like this year's third and next year's six for nothing. You know what I'm saying? For Greg Van Roten. It seems silly that you would rather have Greg Van Roten on this team than Trey Turner. Trey Turner can get you more picks than
0: what Greg Van Roten I don't know if anybody's going to give well, no, as Greg Van Roten is a
1: free agent now, so you would have you're going to have to pay him some money. But you're right. You're right. As Trey Turner might be able to get you some picks. And speaking of, I do. I'm going to list these departures, but before we talk about them, I got a comment about uh, Tepper and what how some things that my barber actually told me or, or I said. And usually, he talks all kinds of just wild stuff about the Panthers, but. I thought there was a some some wisdom to it. But departures, we have learned in the last week, the Panthers are not willing to meet uh, James Bradbury's price. Um, there you go, uh, Brandon Herbert. I know he's jumping up and down there. They have decided not to um, pick up Poe's option. McCoy looks like he's not coming back. And Boston, they are not interested in getting a trade war. But when you put the, over him, or like a bidding war... But when you put guys like Trey Turner, Cam Newton, even the name Christian McCaffrey potentially in the mindset of of trading players, this almost feels like David Tepper is like Carl Icahn taking over a company and strip selling off its parts. You know what I'm saying? Like a corporate raider uh-huh. who's come in and is is just like selling off assets. And then just keeping the brand. And what my barber said to me is that if you look at how Tepper's taught the whole time, we look we look at this as Panther fans, but he is continually the businessman here of the practice field, the new stadium, the Rolling Stones there, the MLS team. And so while we're sitting here looking at this like all oh, our Panthers our Panthers, He's like trying to build this sports, whatever, mega company. And maybe that affects, while we're playing, looking short-term, he's looking something else. But, guys, as we think about that, um, any thoughts on those departures? Do they signal a rebuild? Because if you look at our offense, if you said this, if we bring back Cam... And he play, and he's reasonably healthy. And we have Christian McCaffrey, and we have DJ Moore. How are that's not a rebuild offensively? That's like a pretty right. good core to build from. The problem though is when you look at that defensive side of the ball and factor in the retirement of Luke Keekly, the exodus of Bradbury, no defensive tackles, no corners. That defense is a mess. You guys go, Cody. You started off, and whoever's playing ping pong in the background, you got to mute your mic while you're not talking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, so I mean, listen, especially with this draft coming up again, free agency needs to happen because uh, all of this stuff is just merely speculation. Um, until we know what the Panthers are going to do with the rest of our money. Um, we have to do something in free agency. Um, so really, I, I mean, it, you want to try and formulate uh, a, a plan, but it, here's the the thing that I haven't really... Um, we haven't really talked about enough yet, I don't think, is that, dude, we're going to lose over half of our defensive line this year. Yeah. Like, we're going we're gonna to use Dontari Poe, Gerald McCoy, Vernon Butler is gone, and listen, no, Vernon Butler was maybe the biggest bust the Panthers have ever drafted. At least is up there. No, but, I mean, it, since Butler, you've
1: been watching, since you've been Vernon, watching, yes.
2: Well, listen, I'll Butler, give you
1: some names that that kind of go along with that.
2: Oh, well, whatever. Vernon Butler was at least a rotational piece in our defense, and now there's just—I mean, dude, that's what I'm saying. It, I mean, from a from a perspective of building the football team for the next year, we're going to have to spend um, money in free agency to fix it, or we're going to have to spend a lot of draft capital um, in, on the defense this year in the draft. And it has to be one or the other. Um, you know, it, it leaves open the possibilities for players like Derek Brown and Javon Kinlaw in the first round. Um, one of the things that uh, we're going to have to do is have another corner because we're not going to be paying James Bradbury. Um, I, I don't know, man. There's a lot of holes everywhere. And, you know, I, I do um, the, the draft for drafttech.com. I write about the Panthers. Brand new one tomorrow. Check it out. Shameless plug. Um, but it's, it's, it's hard to really kind of know what direction to move in the draft when we really don't even know who our quarterback is going to be. Like it's still an open option that we either trade up for one or um, draft one at seven. I mean, there's so many different possibilities on the table right now. It's just tough to give any kind of indicator as to what direction we're moving and and what we might even be intending to do. Because, I mean, if it's full rebuild mode, then – everyone kind of has to be on the table you know McCaffrey Turner whoever because you're gonna need enough money and draft capital to be able to replace those people so well
1: we have the most money I we have the most cap space right now that in we've had since ever that I can remember
0: here's a here's a question though Considering with Phil Snow and all the new defensive coaches we have, is it such a bad thing that we're restarting on defense if we don't know what defense we're running in?
1: I think that's a good point because I think, look, is that kind of McCoy is tired, Poe's tired. You know what I mean? they're not, they're They're good players, but they're not great anymore. They're not people you build around. And right now, arguably, the only guy we have is KK. And that's just because we can't probably afford to get rid of him at this point.
7: No.
0: well, like, I, ask- I don't think Poe is that great of a defensive tackle if we're switching back to a 4-3 anyway. No, no. He doesn't fit in a 4-3. I think he
1: had oh. his better year last year when we were in 3-4. But we didn't, as a defense, have a better year. Oh.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: same th- I mean, I- same way y'all want to pick on him. Same thing with Vernon Butler. Really. Yeah, well, Vernon Butler's just been – he's one of those guys that the only reason Vernon Butler is not Frank Alexander is because he was picked in the for- first. Frank Alexander, we can go down the list of all the Coney Ealy's, of all the guys. Vernon Butler was a rotational player at best. He's been Sorry. He's been sorry. He just, you know what, is a, he's a, he just maybe hasn't had opportunity. Who knows? Who knows if it's the coaching staff. But I do think you bring a good point up is, you know, we really don't know what Phil Snow is thinking about how he wants to attack defenses. Now, he did. There was news that potentially that they were interested in bringing Addison back on a short-term deal, which is not a bad idea for a guy who had nine and a half sacks. You know, And they also met with a guy named Chris Smith, who would be a rotational player, obviously. He's played with the Bengals, drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars, and spent time with the Browns as well. I'll turn the mic over to the Bat Daddy. You hear these names on defense. If I give you those offensive names, it sounds like we have a core to build around. But like T-Money uh, says we don't know what this defense is going to look like. And then when you hear those departures, Bradbury, Poe, McCoy, Boston, Keekly, we don't have anything back there. How do you – can you
3: retool that quickly enough in free
1: agency or does that set us up for the rebuild?
3: Uh, I I honestly don't think you can retool that up in in free agency. I mean, if you do, it's going to be years. I mean, it it just doesn't make sense to me why you would do a rebuild at this time anyway because I get what you're saying is you want to get a younger team, have more cap space, more assets – Track, all that great stuff, but no matter what, you always have only a few year window with each player before you are going to have to eventually let them go or pay them. Like so, even if we get if we strip our team down to bare bones right now, you have nothing to build it around. Then everybody you are getting on your team right now in two or three years, you are going to have to start paying those guys anyway. So why wouldn't you keep the franchise guys you already have and and move forward with it? I mean, uh, the departure of these players. Brings a lot of pulls. and and you know, let's say I agree with Cody. I hundred percent think this is going into a rebuilding mode. I don't want it to be. Which
0: one of those defensive guys is a franchise player?
3: Though well, we don't we don't have one now at all. We don't have one. But, but 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 I mean, you know, you have at least a few guys on offense. I guess they haven't gotten rid really of the guys on offense yet, so I can't. That's speculation, but um, I
0: don't think they're going to. The reason why you wouldn't strip yeah. the offense is Joe Brady getting a head coaching job and. Year two, Man, he ain't gonna be there the whole time. Rule gonna be there. Exactly what I'm
3: thinking too. <laughs> so yep. Joe Brady not gonna let he's you gonna- strip that offense down, but so much is what I feel well, like. But what makes you think he's getting? Uh, I mean, if, if we are, uh, I got. It's the point you're making is we're not in a rebuild. So okay, I got it. Yeah, makes sense. I tell you Sorry. this well, the Car- thing is Carl the Van
1: too is one second. CK is Carl Van comes in 24.99 strong super bomb chat. Dang! that's a big time support that's big time love for the show ck go ahead and get on that and and when you're done with your point is there any way we can't pick a
4: defensive player in the first round with this type of roster that's uh, that that is is the big question but here's my thought is is can you guys and in, in i i know 49ers are gonna be the first person the first team somebody says but i don't even really ever think they were in a full-on rebuild mode like this they weren't they already had a horrible team they weren't getting like there was no uh getting rid of assets there was not these crazy big name players traded they just didn't have big name players we do um so my thought is how many teams actually can you recall going full rebuild trading away their top players for picks actually were successful
3: I can't think of it the
4: I can't Jags I can't think of none either
0: the Jags doing their little run in the playoffs,
4: yeah, but I mean, I don't even think they did who did they have before they they got leonard fournette and and Jalen Ramsey and you know obviously uh what they were never any good yeah they I it don't wasn't know. that they like they didn't have great players that they just decided to get rid of and then all of a sudden they were successful and even if you want to use that as an example look where they're at now one good year and that's it and so Mm. it was a fluke if you want to look at it from that perspective Uh, you know and, and just as so many people may think the 2015 season for us was a fluke it's a fluke and so going through a full on rebuild getting rid of the people that are going to be making your team recognizable just doesn't make sense and it's not a good business decision uh, I think if anything, you you build on what you have now, which is a solid foundation of young players, and that's why I think a full rebuild would be, honestly, tearing down a pretty decent foundation. You just need. Well, to fill maybe up
0: holes up. A Well, here's, here's a maybe it's not a full rebuild. Maybe it's a defensive is. rebuild. Yeah, that's what I think. And my counter that- argument is with that is all those names on that defense. How did that defense look last year?
6: Yeah. Oh yeah, gosh
0: they not,
1: were her- not good. Yeah, they were the worst. Um, I I I want to come. I want to stick with. We'll stick with the tank question for one moment. Brad, you've been a Panther fan since the beginning. The okay. yes. The we are a young team though, right? And mm-hmm. I I have said always that because i I go to a, my alma mater for um, college football, ECU. We have okay. kind of a we have a cool um, football tradition, but it's yeah, it's kind of spotty at times. like in what I found what I've seen is that while we've been very good for s- stretches at times, we have not had the legacy as a program to withstand successive years of shittiness. And then it, it just plays such a toll. Like I, if you would have gone to if if you would have gone to um, an ECU football game when I was in graduate school, they were knocking down forty five thousand people all the time. Right. And then right. now to get ten thousand people in that stadium is tough. Do the Panthers have the legacy, the street cred with the fan base to withstand? you know, that a long-term kind of shittiness. Not long-term, but, you know, two, three years of it.
5: (laughs) No. Well, well, they might not. If they give it a C-Mac cam and Trey Turner, then nobody's going to come to the Bank of America stadium.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and that is, I saw somebody say this, is that it would be, they would be more upset if um, the Panthers just got rid of Cam than they even would be Christian McCaffrey. And you've heard the Chargers be very interested in needing to sell tickets. Shout out to Carl Van's wife, Reese Rose Van Um, she's a big Panthers fan and you know what? And she's got the patience of a damn of of a wonderful woman to deal with Carl Van. Thank you for your support, Carl. Uh and Carl always sends me something on uh Facebook every now and then that gets me belly giggling uh mm-hmm. in a inappropriate way. All right, so we we're John
4: going Jenkins has a good point. He says I think it's a restructuring as opposed to a rebuild.
0: But we can't even get our fan base 100% behind the team. Oh, dude, even that's even one of the biggest frustrations.
4: Deal. That's one of my yeah. biggest frustrations with the organization as a whole. Like, when you go to a game, I mean, the amount of people – like, if you go to a college game, that's actually a really – you know, like you were talking about, Tony, with a, a great culture that has everybody bought into what is going on, regardless of whether they're – a successful team or not you have people that are just die hard right they're just die hard you go there they have their chance they have an organized uh way of actually uh, like you see the chiefs with their their whole thing you have the skull chant with the vikings i mean there's just so many of these organizations that have a deep history and these people's lives the the Panthers just it does feel like it's just another home game for anybody who comes to Bank of America Stadium, and it, I think that is something that I, I will. That's one of the reasons I will cite. <laughs> Tepper will not want to do a rebuild because he can. I I honestly don't think that the the organization can can actually build it fast enough for him to actually not be completely
0: destroyed by it. Uh, I, I just it's just too emotion. I, I've always felt like they either really, really, really high on people or really, really low, like cut them right now, like whether it's coaches, players. Me and Tony, know we used to have that little issue where he used to be a little Debbie Downer and getting all certain people. <laughs> but even with success, how many people, when we was playing well, how many people still hated Mike Schubert? How many people still hated Ron Rivera? Like, or Cam
1: Newton when he's the fucking MVP of the league.
4: Well, uh-huh. you know who that is. That's the, the, the That's F. One. Yeah, yeah, but, and Scott Fowler, and Scott Fowler. Dude, but, hey, here's the thing. I'll be honest with you. I, I thought the same thing, but if you go to, like, Panthers' webpage, there there is a person of every race, gender, religion who just hates Cam. Like I just—he is oh, a, I a polarizing figure, dude. It's like as much as I'd love to, say, like I—that would be my first go-to. I'm like, why don't you get your small-minded person off of this, uh, off this, uh, this uh, page and, and go do something else? But the amount of people—it's just—it's—it honestly, Cam Newton brings a lot of people together in the wrong way.
0: Cam Newton Ouch. is the Barack Obama and Donald Trump. Anderson to start over Cam Newton. Remember that? Oh yeah. God! Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh my God! Yeah. I can't.
1: I can't take it. I can't take it. It is not even allowed on this show to talk like that. The.
0: <laughs> Until you, you... Uh, I think that officially ended. What was it? The game. Cam didn't have his tie. And he started there again as so he threw, like, a pick on the first play. I oh, mean, yeah. yeah. It was in, it was in wow. Seattle. Yeah. It was
1: that Seattle game. That's, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> and That's and Seattle. The, and what I like about it is is that uh, Homeboy threw that pick, and Rod was like, go ahead, Cam. Yep. <laughs> like, go get in there. <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> you learned your lesson. He was yeah. like,
1: you know what? You know who learned their lesson there? Ron Rivera. Ron,
4: yeah. You know, oh, you, you'd think Panthers fans would learn their lesson. Every time we've had somebody else in the game outside of Cam Newton, have we ever been successful? I mean, you want you can throw in the idea of, of Kyle Allen having the four-game win streak that he had against nobody. Um, but, you yeah, know, Cam Newton has been the only thing that's actually brought success. To this on a, a reoccurring basis in 2011. Well,
1: you know, this last decade has given us an opportunity to build that football, a sort of the a, a pillar in that football culture. If you think about it, we cultivated some legends in the first decade of our organization, and we cultivated success in this past decade. And Cam's our first superstar, man, and I still say he's the only superstar Carol- that Charlotte's ever had, and I know you're going to say Al- Alonzo Mourning and Larry Johnson, but I think Cam is the first mega superstar that the Panthers have had, and we had an opportunity there, and I don't know if we should squander it, I don't know how we can withstand as a fan base, um, a you know a lot of a culture of losing but you know Darren Gant always says this is Charlotte is a 9 and 7 uh city like they that's what is like is that they want a team that's 9 and 7 every year they're not going to get too high they're going to come out there when they're winning they're not going to come out there when they're losing and and he kind of just says this is the only city that you would be comfortable with with like having the Hornets never having a chance. It's just like we're not the worst team, but we're not ever competitive. Well, no,
2: but you gotta earn this shit, man. One of the things that isn't said enough is that Jerry Richardson was the owner of this team for twenty-three years and and, and we, we have the kind of culture that we have. Like there are moments where you're proud of the Panthers fan base. And then you realize when you've never had a back-to-back winning season, yeah, it's no wonder why your fan base is tepid. And for sports in Charlotte, it doesn't matter if it's the Panthers or the Hornets. Until someone can can demonstrate a, a level of sustained success, you're never gonna get the type of fan base that the Chiefs or the Packers or the well, Steelers.
1: Well, but you have. know what? They don't. They've never had sustained. Part, well, the Steelers have. Part of, the that,
0: I, think part have. of that is, I think part of that too is a lot of the older fans still keep a little side-eye on the old team, the team, whoever they were a fan of before they were a fan.
1: So, like, so if the Panthers start out 3-0, yeah, if they're 3 those start, they're Panther fans, but if the Panthers are
0: 1-4, all of a sudden they're cheering for the Cowboys. Pretty yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. Because a lot of older people, you hear that, oh, well, uh, you know, I really was a Steelers or Cowboys or a Redskins fan, and I kind of watched the Panthers because this is the home team. now. Yeah. Right. And I, we have a chance to a lot of
1: change to it with our, se- you know, yeah. kind of now the second generation of Panther fans coming in. I mean, if you think about it, is that Cody is kind of the sec- almost close to a second generation Panther fan. Yeah. You know, I mean, 30, I I mean, you're 30. I mean, I'm i only 30, I'm 38, so it's not that, but it is a, almost a decade. You know what I'm saying? And that, it, it's almost half the
3: franchise's life. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, right. yeah.
0: Uh, let's like, go ahead. Like me personally, I know nothing else. I was born literally the day after we got the team. So I right. know nothing else okay. but campus. I yeah. know nothing else. I
4: was, I mean, I wasn't born the day after, but, uh, you know, when I actually was. The day before. Uh, yeah, yeah, before I, mm-hmm. I was uh, you know, when I was being raised, my mom started dating a guy who had season tickets and so uh, you know, we we went all the time and this is literally the only team I've ever had any interest in following. Um I don't watch college football. I don't watch basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, nothing. This is literally my like my entire uh, existence as a sports fan is is really wrapped up into the Panthers They're so that's why you,
3: football. Yeah. yeah
4: you see you, you, that's why the passion in me is so immediate and sometimes I'll get a little heated about some of these conversations because I just like I'm ready for success like I'm I, we cannot be the only team in the NFC South if, if the Falcons didn't blow that
3: 28-3 lead to not have a Super Bowl that would have hurt
4: my soul so much
3: I don't know if I could have recovered from that to, to be fair the other teams have been around a lot longer had a lot more chances so, i don't care i, mean, I know that's why they suck I it it. The that's why the falcons I,
1: you know, suck more than we do forever because they've never won one and they've been
3: around over t- uh, you know twice as long as we have well i think Our, that kind of uh, exactly what y'all were talking about there just a minute ago that's that that's a great point i think that there are a lot of people who were fans of other teams, because you look at the Chiefs, and while they haven't been good in the last 15, 20 year fifteen years,
1: they've never. I don't long know when, even though, when long have time. they been good. When ha- when were the Chiefs well, but, good? When they had Joe Montana? Well, that was like, yeah. when They made one AFC championship. <laughs> well, what what, what I
3: mean still is they've been around four,
0: fifth, sixth generation teams. <laughs> that's, that's that's the key, the, genera- genera- yeah, the generation, yeah, the generation. Right. Fans. So so yeah. you
3: have people who are 60, 70 years old that have kids and grandkids that, that they've been pulling for the chiefs their whole life and then you have some people for the Panthers fans who know nothing but they don't remember a day when the Panthers weren't a team so it, it Pan- it's a big difference you know
1: Panthers God FSU 23 says cam made a tweet last night saying he's staying in Charlotte he's under contract and calm the noise he quickly deleted it um you know is you want to we're going to go to I the cat make, well, gonna do
0: everything. Cam's going to do everything where he doesn't – if he does get traded, one, he's going to have it where the fan base is still going to be wishing we had him, and two, he's not going to – he's making sure he's not going to look like the bad guy. There's not going to no smart. kind of way you want to set cam right out.
1: Guess where but he all, learned uh, that yeah. from? Thomas Davis, <laughs> Greg
4: Goldson. Yeah. The, uh, can I be honest? The problem with that tweet is that he said the reason he's staying in – Charlotte is because of his contract he didn't say I want to be here he said I'm going to be in Charlotte I'm still under contract that means to me that he maybe has no intention of being here after he's not under contract
1: I do want to mm. uh, you know I think um, well you guys know how I feel about Cam let's go ahead and move on let's go ahead and get to the cat calls let's because they'll like, they'll like to take us through some of these, com- these these talks and let's see what they got to say tonight wait cannot open I mean, this why why can't you open this file
8: hey what's up guys this is cody c from tennessee uh first time caller big panda fan been listening to y'all for a while first time calling in um i just want to uh start a discussion with y'all uh, i know cody is the draft guy so i wanted to give him a little uh I guess head scratcher. Do you think the Panthers will end up drafting a wide receiver this year in any round that they choose? uh, Since we only have five receivers uh, locked in for next season, uh, or do we target them in the uh, free agency? So, and I can't wait to see what these uh, coaches bring to the running back room. Hopefully, they'll get uh, some Jordan Scarlet snaps. Um, I think that's all i got to say. So, uh, keep pounding, and I'll listen to y'all's
1: podcast next time. We'll see y'all. Appreciate it, man. Uh, Yeah, thanks for that call.
2: Yeah, so, listen, this is going to be one of the deepest wide receiver classes in maybe the last 15 years. Uh, I mean, dude, there are a bunch of freaks in this class. Um, so here are some names that I, I'll float out that I think um, would all be in consideration for Carolina. And I think, um, yeah, it's, it's more than likely we're going to draft at least one to be another complimentary piece to Samuel and DJ Moore going forward. Um, Denzel Mims, the wide receiver at of Baylor uh, ran a great time at six foot three, 215 pounds. He ran a low four, four, uh, and he already went to Baylor, so he already has that Matt Rule connection. Um, Brandon I.U. from Arizona State. Uh, there's, um, I mean, listen, I mean, there even, there's even scenarios where a player like, say, T. Higgins, who went to Clemson, who, you know, is kind of being overshadowed by the big three of this <laughs> class. And that's yeah. being uh, uh, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, and uh, CD Lamb. So, I mean, you just never know. Uh, The board is going to move and fall a lot of different directions. So, I mean, we might end up in a scenario where T. Higgins or LaVisca Chenault is available in the second round. Now, I don't know if we're in a position to even be spending second-round picks on on receivers. But, I mean, even at the back end of the class, man, uh, Chase Claypool, rather, uh, from Notre Dame, Ran a four three something, and he's like two hundred and thirty something pounds. They were even wondering about maybe moving him to tight end. That was the defensive.
1: That was like the defensive end or something, right?
2: Uh, No, he's a he's a receiver.
0: He's a receiver from Notre Dame. They was talking about he might play tight end. Yeah, yeah, Uh they were
2: saying he might play tight end. There's a lot of Tony
0: told us why T Higgins talked himself down. You know, since he just needs rest, (laughs) he don't need to go to combine. Uh, what? What did I say? What did I say? I don't even <laughs> know what you're Last about. week you told us, you, I mean, I already had heard it, but remember T. Higgins was the guy that skipped the combine because he need wrists.
2: Oh, well, he didn't do the workout. He was at the combine, but he didn't. He didn't uh, He
5: didn't participate in the workouts.
2: Yeah, which, by the way, he was banged up even in the playoffs, so he might not even be ready. So I, I, I don't know. We don't know exactly what the situation is. I can tell you this, though. T. Higgins would be a pleasure to have on this football team. He would be the big body jump ball receiver that we don't have. And just like uh, he said at the combine, he's not a 50-50 receiver. He's an 80-20 receiver, 80% being he's going to come down with the thing. So,
0: um, Alex yeah, he Stark. And- just, he should have just came up with an injury, though. Don't say I just need rest. Yeah, it
2: definitely, uh, <laughs> definitely, it definitely <laughs> took a lot of for, for sure.
1: Alex Stark says Mems ran a four three eight. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, he did. I did see yeah. this wow. and I'm gonna turn the mic over to T Money after I say this. I saw a tweet from um uh Jets podcast that said demand for wide receiver is soft in the free agency market. And so that what they were talking about is is that might actually make it available for them to bring Robbie Anderson back. The reason I'm interested, you know, because we know those Robbie Anderson ties to Matt Rule when he was at Temple, Uh, his crazy hair is awesome. But um, what do you think about the value there at wide receiver and free agency in the draft team money or in the after watching Um, combat?
0: I've definitely been putting the Robbie Anderson connection. Uh, saying that we have, I think, an extremely good chance to get Rogan I mean, he's came out and said uh, he owes most of his success to Matt Rule, he wouldn't be in the NFL without Matt Rule so I definitely think that would be a a possibility and like Cody was saying, the wide receiver class is just so deep that I don't. I feel like, as a whole, at the combine, I feel like this was probably one of the most athletic combines across the board. Yeah, for it to me, yes, it was. Where it was like people was just running fast out of nowhere, jumping higher. I don't know what kind of juice they was drinking this this year, bro. <laughs> I just felt like everybody almost was athletic.
2: I said on a previous podcast, I think this draft is going to be an all time. Mm-hmm. I really I think you do. said it last a lot, week. A lot of these prospects. Are freaking good, man, and and again, I'll uh you know there's not a lot to be hopeful for around the Carolina Panthers nowadays it seems, but if we do end up staying at seven, we're guaranteed to get a a franchise-defining player if we draft well, and if Marty Herney <laughs> doesn't completely fucked
1: it up. And so, man, it's I, I would say after watching just from what you guys have said, I didn't watch a second of the combine other than on Twitter. But Which I, like, don't,
2: I don't blame you and I want to add real quick, they need to move it back to the morning time. Because really? they, they had it they had it in prime time this year. But let me tell you, that's not a prime time event. You're not no, watching not. yeah, you're not watching football. They're not really competing side by side. I mean, it's it's something you know. If you want to have it on your TV early in the morning, that's fine, man. But it, it's it's not you're not watching anything exciting happen. It has this kind of hush. But tone. on
1: Thursday, on Thursday and Friday, I wouldn't mind if it started at noon or one or something like that, because then you don't have to like be cutting out cutting off work you know what i'm saying because you'll have it in the uh, like you in years past i'll have it in one window on one of my computer screens just playing barely paying attention to it you know i don't know but i i, I think this here let's keep going with the calls let's just try to power through and see what these guys take us
9: what's up guys from v. um just just wondering you alls thoughts on the combine and the draft um Obviously, Isaiah Simmons looks like a damn freak of nature. Um, I would love to have him. I really would. But it's a toss-up, man. If you want to get a a franchise left tackle that can actually protect Cam for once in his damn career, or if you want to help the much-needed defense out and get uh just a. There's not too many people that's going to come out of college um, like Isaiah Simmons. They're once-in-a-generation,
6: once-in-a-lifetime
9: type players. But after the combine, man, if if we're being honest, I I know other teams in front of us have different needs, but I don't know if they're looking at it as Isaiah Simmons is just that guy. And do y'all honestly think Isaiah Simmons is going to stay around to the seventh pick? Does, I'm going to be honest, after the combine, and, I mean, we knew about him, thanks to Cody, um, but everyone knows, like, the secret's out on Isaiah Simmons now, so, like, I don't even know if he's going to be around at number seven. Um, and if that's the case, then you go ahead and you get a uh, left tackle from Georgia. No doubt if he's still there. If not, Jeffrey Okuda. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can go in this draft. And this draft is loaded, absolutely loaded. Yeah. See, I make sure it's like right. he there. heard you it's talking, good, Cody. Good players we are gonna fit what we're trying to do here in Carolina. If they do that, then we'll be fine. Simple as like that. Anyway, really, guys, can't wait for the show tonight. Um, keep pounding, man.
2: Keep pounding. Um, uh, so fantastic call. Uh, yeah. I mean. Listen, I think it's, you know, there's a lot of talk about Isaiah Simmons and justifiably. So, and uh, Tony will be back in a second. And we actually have some videos uh, that that, that we're going to be able to play. But, um, you know, and I kind of alluded to this earlier there's just so many options available to us with the seventh pick. Um, So, again, if if you want to move in a direction where you're forced to rebuild your defense after letting so many people go. Well, then, yeah, you know Javon Kinlaw, who I I love, I think is the best defensive tackle prospect in the draft. I think he has a I higher feeling than Derek Brown. I, um, do I agree. Yeah, uh, and I, you know, but then I want to, uh, and Tony's back, and I want to kind of segue into Isaiah Simmons. And all right, I'm gonna uh, play
1: I mean, the 40 time video, right? Uh,
2: yeah, so let me let me kind of set this up. And if you could, Tony, I'd like you to play him back to back before the time and then the Simon Cam, if you will. Um right. but it, it's I, I so wanna kinda right. lay this out for people. It's very rare that you will ever find yourself in a position to even be within striking distance to draft a player like Isaiah Simmons. We are talking about a player who has a plus snapped at the linebacker position, at corner, at free safety, at strong safety. I mean, you are talking about a player that has the potential to be one of the most versatile athletes playing football of all time, and and that's a that's a real thing. So, um, Tony, go ahead and and play uh, play these clips, and I want to kind of show people what I'm talking
0: about. You know. Real quick, I'll just say while you're that set up. You know how like people say Ray Allen oh is like Reggie Miller four, turned up another notch? Three. I feel oh, like Isaiah Simmons' TD turned that up another not notch.
4: Normal. If you didn't know, that's not normal.
0: We'll watch it one more time. Yeah, look at this. 6'3 six,
4: three, six, three and change, 238 pounds. Watch him stride that out. As
1: we know. All right, and then we'll go to... Here he goes. Four, three, it's nine.
2: That right, is here's the
1: simul cam. Here's the simul cam
4: video. Now watch this. Jalen Ramsey and Derwin James. Two good ones. It's Simmons. Wow. Yikes.
1: I bet you. I would have liked to yeah. seen them.
10: Saquon, oh.
1: Zeke, Allen, Camara, and Simmons. Oh, it keeps going. Got him right off the yeah. jump. Yeah. And it Damn. is. Damn. He smoked Alvin Kamara. Okay. That's freaky. Alvin Kamara. Yeah. you yeah, he's trying to smoke Simmons him for the rest of of again. Cool this, bowlers from the National Football Conference. Michael Thomas, Russell Wilson, Christian McCaffrey. Again,
4: it's over right off the start. Those strides, he's gone.
1: And it's Isaiah
4: Simmons. Come on. That's two yards. Come on.
1: He makes Christian McCaffrey look slow.
2: If you, and and compared to Isaiah Simmons, McCaffrey is slow. I mean, it's just, you know, and again, I understand I've watched film. And anybody can go look at highlights of um, Isaiah Simmons, and you'll be able to see what I'm talking about. Um, but even when you watch film, even the plays that you don't see, he's a factor on every single play. I mean, the dude can run you down. And in a modern NFL where you have Lamar Jackson running a 4 3, carving up defenses uh, on these zone option plays, or on these read option plays, you need to have. I mean, uh, Simmons is quite literally built to shut down players like Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson. I mean, his recovery ability is second to none. His arms are, I believe, 80 inch he has an 80 inch wingspan. So he's going to be able to reach out and and, and engage with those tackles that are trying to block him and be able to disengage with them first. I mean, you can put him at free safety, middle linebacker. I mean, I, I have no doubt in my mind that you and I said this in Carl D last week gave me a bunch of shit for saying it. But you could put Isaiah Simmons on players like uh, uh, Julio Jones and, and Mike Evans, and trust that Isaiah Simmons is fast enough and physical enough to be able to man that that part of the field with them. They, I just mean, just to
4: clarify, he yeah. was he had a faster forty than Julio Jones, as a FYI. So
2: yeah, faster f- faster forty. Uh, he had better measurables and is twenty pounds heavier. So. I mean, you're you're really talking about a different kind and of the
0: craziest part of even that forty time is everybody that trained with him. Even uh, I forgot which NFL guy it was that trained with him. Said he really can win a four three five. Derwin, seen him win Derwin
2: James. I actually went and trained with Isaiah Simmons, and Isaiah Simmons. And I um, mean, I'm a Clemson fan. I've been hearing people say this about him forever. Uh, that uh, Isaiah Simmons has been. Uh, uh, d- digitally timed running uh, a 4 3 5. I mean, that's that's bananas. And Derwin James then said that he saw him do it too. So, I mean, you're talking about um, a, a player that is physically unlike many players that have come before him. Um, it, it, and uh, and it's just so funny that in the year when Luke Kickley retires. We might be able to replace him with Isaiah Simmons. That's unheard of, man. That's, that's I kind that's of insane. agree
1: with the caller, though. And like Trail 1 has said in the chat room, is that now the Giants are a team that's being linked to Isaiah Simmons.
4: You start to look why. at those...
1: Yeah, is that... I mean, I I think it would be absurd for him to be there at 7. I think actually... The question is going to be at seven for us. Is Okuda might be there, and the Brown and yeah, the you, can, you, can know, you know
0: you know Okuda now.
1: Yeah, and I th- yeah, and if you're Matt Patricia and you're trying to build, you know Matt Patricia is a defensive coach in in Detroit. Are you going to let him slip past three, and then how is? Are you seriously if you're. Dave Gettleman, I know you like the Hog Mollies, but they've got – well, I don't know what they got, actually. I thought they had some – they traded for Leonard Williams. They might be trying to keep him. I don't know if they are. But More how can they, he pass they, they that up after with, uh, seeing
0: what, what Luke Keekley did?
5: But
1: the Yeah, probably said
0: were going tackle, but I, now I don't
5: know. But the Giants said they're open for business at four to trade down.
0: Right. Right. Uh, and yeah, and
5: that's the point too.
2: A lot th- that that three and four spot, the Lions and the Giants you're talking about, those are the two teams that are more likely to trade down if uh, another
5: team feels like they want a quarterback. So which I agree. which is which is why I'm hoping these teams trade up and it kind of pushes these defensive players down to us. But I will
2: say, uh, you know, just being a realist here, um, if you look at it. Uh, when when Dave Gettleman drafted Saquon Barkley, uh, he had pretty much said that he wasn't answering phone calls. <laughs>
6: that
2: he, they, they had the number two pick, and teams probably would have been willing to trade up to number two for Sam Darnold. And like, no, we, we like our guy. We're gonna stay right here and take our player. So, but um, if and, any players, and- I, I, yeah, if 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 any player would do it, it would it would be the Giants. But but here, think about she this. One thing it,
1: though, though. If, if you go back to what Gettleman said about Saquon Barkley, is he talks the language about Saquon Barkley that you guys are talking about Isaiah Simmons. So you know what I'm saying yeah. is he's not scared to say this is I got a guy who is a fucking stud and I am not picking otherwise. Like
0: I don't care who's
1: there. But nothing. I
0: just feel like He's the worst at that decision making to me. You don't, <laughs> you don't trade down to let somebody take some, Sam Donald where you still could have got safety, and then you don't trade down for Daniel Jones. Yeah. yeah. You still oh no, got Daniel Jones mm-hmm. later than you got. him
1: Ron Rivera has done everything to make us believe he is an idiot.
5: Yeah, not Ron Rivera. Yeah. Uh,
1: Dave Gettleman, sorry. Like, I mean, it just yeah. is. And I was the biggest Dave Gettleman supporter, but you're right. Uh, we were on the live See, You know, we do the draft party every year. And there was a Jets guy on. And, you know, the Jets hate the Giants. And he laughed like, I felt like, do you remember when Jim Carrey laughed in that guy's face on Dumb and Dumber when he was dying after <laughs> he ate those hot peppers? Like, he laughed like that. Just naturally on the podcast when they announced Daniel Jones' name there. <laughs> so here is the who did Okuda put? Did Okuda fall? And o- Simmons
0: rise?
11: Well, it's not I think that he you, ran
0: a little bit slower than people expected.
11: Yeah,
2: so he ran yeah. um, uh, a four. I believe it was a four-five, a low four-five. I can yes, look it somewhere. Up. But um. It's uh yeah, his hip movement. A,
1: a super... His hip movement, dude, is so sick.
2: No, it is. And if you're oh, a four four eight. Yeah, okay. So that's not blazing. You know, they expected Christian him to pass. run they yeah, they expected him to run a little bit faster. Um but uh and then uh he landed on his neck wrong and he uh wasn't able to continue all the drills. So uh, Deion Sanders actually had to go and take him aside and shut him down and say hey man it ain't worked it like if you if you landed on your neck dude you're losing money the more you're out here working out looking like uh, like it's not looking good you know mm-hmm. so um, I, I mean but even still dude look, make no doubt about it if Jeffrey Okuda is on this football team he's instantly the best prospect that the Panthers have ever had playing the position Wow. Bar none right, far far and away. I mean yes. still. Absolutely. Ooh. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't care about um the, uh, the, the the numbers. I value film over it all. When you look at what Jeffrey Okuda does on film and the way that he's able to stay in the hip pocket of receivers and track the ball, he's long, he has incredible instincts. I mean it would be an, an infinite upgrade over over James Bradbury.
0: All right, the so, numbers. I got another Ohio State corner in
1: my mind. Oh no, nah, he I ain't even. All right, we'll see. All right, the oh, no. numbers two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Is this
12: the same Hey thing? guys, I just want to take a minute to ask you a question about what you think about Super Bowl fifty. Cover I really me, think one hundred percent, strictly for Peyton Manning last game refereed by Cleet Blakeman man from Omaha, Nebraska believe was lined up off sides multiple times Jericho Cottery <laughs> caught the ball
6: caught which the ball. next play yeah. led
12: to the strip sack fumble by Von Miller where he made illegal contact with Cam Newton's helmet pass interference was constant with the Broncos' defense the entire game, especially on Roby, especially with 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter, clear pass interference, no flag. Referees had no intention of giving Carolina any chance in that football game. Remember, we had to use both our challenges in the first quarter when Peyton Manning's knee clearly hit the ground. We had to challenge to save seven yards when he got up and scrambled and ran with the ball. That game was hand delivered <laughs> to the Denver Broncos. <laughs> by we in 100%. Vegas was in on it. It is what it is. I just thought I would call, see yeah. what you guys thought about it. <laughs> I know it's five years later, but I'm still not over it. Field conditions were awful. It just really seemed like the NFL Wanted Peyton Manning to walk away With his second Super Bowl trophy They did not want him going 1-3 in the Super Bowl Losing to a arrogant African American quarterback
0: uh, The NFL <laughs> skipped Super Bowl 50 in my mind In my memory Hey, yeah. What? what? Yeah. What, what <laughs> is? What Did is, they actually?
4: It's like the thirteenth floor of a hotel. It didn't
3: exist. Yeah. yeah
2: what is hey. this? Uh, this uh, Super Bowl Fifty you're talking yeah. about? I have no hey. recollection of it.
3: Yeah. Y'all know my narrative with this kind of stuff, man. Is that I I believe that this is a television show, and that while it's sports, you can't control everything. There are things that influence what happens. I mean, you can't tell me that. The the way the Packers had the calls go their way this year that that the NFL didn't want the Packers and the Chiefs to be in this Super Bowl this year. I mean, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers on the same uh, insurance commercial like it's it's right there in front of your face. They're going to do everything they can, and, and I, I believe them. I don't think the game was necessarily fixed, but I think there's always narrative the NFL tries to push for who they want to be, you know, the the champions, you know, who they who they want the face of the NFL to be, so.
0: I mean, Not sure that wins the game. I think, I think Super Bowl MVP is like that. Because I still think oh, yeah. Damian okay. Williams should have yeah. won this past Super Bowl. I feel like mm-hmm. I agree. Seattle choosing to let uh, Russell Wilson throw rather than giving the it ball to Marshawn Lynch, the hood mm-hmm. dude from Oakland that don't want to talk to the media. I think that was a yep. Who's
1: now the speaker for Princeton's senior class? Did y'all see that?
0: Who, Marshawn?
1: Yeah, Marshawn Lynch is going to speak. There's a story going around today. Princeton graduates or seniors are upset that Marshawn's their speaker. And then there's this, like, what I love about this is, first of all, I can kind of understand that. Like, if you're a parent that just paid, like, Four million dollars for your kid to go to Princeton or whatever, or you had to pay four million dollars for him to get into Princeton, and then you're getting a guy in there who I don't know. I'm not trying to knock him, but like I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know what. I mean, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying this. To, you're gonna teach
0: them how to say they chickens, <laughs>
1: right? But so then, what's funny though is is that Jonathan Jones, former writer for the Sherlock Observer former Sports illustrator writer, and now with CBS at HQ. I've known, kind of known, uh, just interacted with him on the internet. He went to Carolina, and he's been a uppity motherfucker the whole time. And now he's like, he said this today. He was like, these kids would learn more from one hour from Marshawn Lynch about life than they would an entire year at Princeton and I was like man shut the fuck up you were saying that you would not have been saying that shit when you were at Carolina acting like you were at a big school all of this with your fake ass classes <laughs> he used to talk whoa, shit about ECU
0: whoa 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 let's not he That's used that. to
1: talk shit about ECU all the time alright uh 252 252-228, 228 Uh, When it comes to the Super Bowl 50, yeah, Fix was in and all of that. But do not forget, Graham Gano doinked it off the goalposts, 44 yards, would have brought us within three, changed that game entirely. Next call.
0: That's another person like I was talking about earlier.
1: I hate Graham Gano. Hate that dude. Yeah, exactly. We can't even get behind our kicker, man. Get That's right. Kids. What did you like Graham Gannon? <laughs> Tell me that. Tell me that. Did you like Graham Gannon?
0: I like Graham And way if you, you say kick New kick York kick Giants.
1: Against. Oh shut.
0: Shut. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was gonna buggle. I knew that was gonna buggle.
10: Gosh. Alright, next call. Tanner up in Elkin. So Tanner came to my attention that Greg Zerline is a free agent. I want to know what you guys think if maybe the Panthers should pursue him. I know that they just re-signed Joey Sly, but why not go after a sure thing in the curve? All
1: right. Uh, speaking are, of are, kickers right there.
4: Are we, are we just like psychics? I mean, at this point, every call is like this. It was the same way last week where we yeah. literally are talking about a subject and the next call is right about that. <laughs> ck am
1: i too hard on graham gano and um am i too forgiven of joey slaw um
4: so to address your first question are you too hard on graham gano that's what she said uh, yeah, um, thank you michael and, scott <laughs> uh no i i you know at this point i think it's i i've liked graham gano as a as a person, you know, but as a as a kicker he has time and again failed outside of a, a meaningless sixty three yarder that uh you know went viral with uh you know that uh Titanic song. But uh it's, I mean I, I think you've gotta go youth at this point. I think Joey Sly has, you know, proven plenty to show that he's able to actually hold down the fort. He he made some mistakes Wait. but um All last year, he was one of the best. He had the best touchback percentage. He has one of the great – he has the best uh, percentage of long kicks in the NFL, or at least close to the top. Um, He had a couple of struggles with some short kicks, but all in all, he was a pretty, uh, pretty consistent kicker outside of like one game where he had like two or three misses.
0: I need you to make the ones you're supposed to make. The the long ones is nice, but I feel like my offense, especially with Cam, should be good enough to get us close.
1: Well, then why are you all about Graham Gano? Because he missed oh. all those. Here, let me tell you these numbers for Graham Gano. He was four for four. I don't think
0: Graham Gano's ever had lower than like 85%. Y'all just.
1: Ah, uh, well, that's I mean, wrong. Missing, that's wrong. Know. 2011 with the Washington Redskins, he was 756 uh, yeah, he was um, 81. Here it is. Here's his percentage. 81.8, 88.9, 82.9, 83.3, 78.9. 2016, 78. He was 83% in 2015. He was the worst player on the Panthers roster in 2015.
0: Mm, I didn't like whoever was up there.
1: Philly Brown had a better year than Graham Gannett. That didn't get no laughs, no nothing. Oh,
0: gosh. What was Joey Sly's kick percentage last year?
4: All right, I'm looking it up. You're also going to be basing like this against come. an offense that couldn't get in the red zone.
1: And a one-year kicker, he was 78%.
0: And Graham's fault is—it's not his fault. It's just that we always compared him. We always kept, again kept a side eye on Harrison Buck,
1: which was rightful. Yeah, <laughs> it's and not his
0: fault they chose him over Harrison.
1: It's our he fault. Made decision. It's our fault. Well, Dave Ghetto man, just- you sissy.
4: Classic, classic. Ron Rivera sticking with a veteran.
1: Dave Gettleman would oh. rather have
3: pole than butt. Well, hey, the uh, one the they asked about Greg Zerline on the call though, right? Did yeah,
6: yeah.
0: I think let he's me too see this prone.
1: here. Let me see Greg Zerline, Let me see what his stats are in Pro Football Reference. Greg. Oh, he's he's a great he kicker. Is one of
0: the best kickers, but
5: yeah,
3: but, but he's too. He's injured. Not well, he's
1: not that old. He's not that old.
5: Didn't he get hurt last year?
3: He did yeah. get hurt last year and the year before that. Cause he was my fantasy kicker both years, and and I, I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> like he, how about this? Is
1: it turns out he's not that good. <clears throat> he's better than average, though, right? He's not he bad. was good. He was nine. He was nine. Yeah, is that he's been good since twenty sixteen. He was uh, mm-hmm. in twenty fifteen he was sixty six percent. 95%. 2018 87, 2019 72, but um, only 24 field goals. He's never, his most he's ever made in a season was 38, which was his best year,
0: 2017. Yeah. Yeah. He always misses yeah. games. Bad daddy was right. right. Yeah.
3: Well, and, and you know, the thing is too, is I really do think uh, Joey Sly had his problems last year. He's got the biggest leg in the NFL, he can kick the yeah, ball further the. Yeah. yeah. I, I think we're in uh, if we
4: keep him on and we we end up like making sure he's Steroids. our kicker next year. I, w- <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he comes close to breaking the record for the
3: longest oh, yeah. goal, goal. 100% agree. We were watching him on, when we went to the games. Man.
4: He was he was drilling them from so far it wasn't even funny, man. It was uh, a yeah. it was actually pretty insane.
1: He almost does better from far away.
4: He does. Yeah, he, he does. does. If you he look at his power stats, kicker, he's yeah. he's a much better uh, long kicker than he is uh, than you know when he looks. It's because the short term uh, or the short distance, rather. So no, I agree. Uh, but you my feeling with Graham Gano, what he's is that?
0: Tiger Woods after the wreck.
4: Hey, but let, hey, Tiger Woods <laughs> got back to being a good uh, good golfer too. So let's uh, let's go ahead and just assume that Joyce has what ability as well. What did after I say? The wreck.
0: Yeah, after what? I see his title was after the wreck. What wreck? He
4: the his
3: car and he thought, you he, mean was, when he, was, his, thought he was in oh, California. You mean whatever. when
1: his wife was. Oh, no. The I one with his wife.
5: His that was chasing with a golf club.
1: Yeah. All right. Yeah. You're wrong on that. You know why? Because it wasn't that wreck that was the problem, it was the no more hookers. That was the problem for Tiger Woods. Yeah. I'm telling yeah, you, I, I, I swear I said this is them hookers made his back feel great.
6: <laughs>
1: like he was trying stra- have one pretty one though. You're
0: Tiger
7: Woods.
1: Because them girls were doing things that you don't know about T Money to him. Hey,
7: buddy. They like hit,
1: hit, like hit that sure. mug that mug hit his chakra. She was like this. This is what your <laughs> chakra feels <laughs> like. <All right. laughs> here's your uh, here's your next call.
11: D three. Super pumped about the show tonight. The simple southern custom. Uh, What's I have up? A few comments. Super pumped about the, the draft coming up. You know, we, we make all these comparisons about Derek Brown and Javon Kinlaw. With talking about uh, Derrick Brown's more polished player and Kinlaw has a super high ceiling. I think we can have the same conversation about Andrew Thomas and Makai Beckton. I mean, good. Ooh, man. good question. I see a boy that's 6'7", 360 pounds almost, run in the fours. Phew. Impressive. Um, his ceiling's so high, it, you know, with it Trey Turner on the way out, potentially, uh, I don't think O-line's a bad deal. I mean, you've got those four players, and then you look at Isaiah Simmons, any of those five would be awesome. And there's also, uh, oh, Aaron Sherbert from Cleveland, that they're talking about the linebacker, but, I mean, he's been called the mad scientist of that defense, the quarterback of the defense. It sounds familiar with with Luke Levin, but, you know, I want to get your thoughts on that, and I had uh, one other thing. Just go ahead and pay McCaffrey. Go ahead and pay him. He's in a, a not a wonderful situation, being the transcendent player that he is. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and pay the dude. Let him make his money, and by the time this rebuild, retool, whatever you want to call it, it's to a good point. You're not giving the farm away from McCaffrey. He's made his money. Still respect the Panthers. We need to do right by this guy because we've done wrong by so many Charlotte players. I don't. Let me get your
1: thoughts. Thanks, you 3 Cody, you're the you're the draft aficionado. I do have concerns. Last week we talked about was it Orlando Brown? Says yeah. name and how. Yeah, Yeah, it's like how terrible his stats, his combine was. But while he played well in the NFL, is there any concern that while these were names that were on your radar of guys, are there any concern that the combine could overly influence your beliefs concerning these offensive tackles?
2: Well, yes and no. I mean, one of the things to remember is uh, offensive tackles normally don't test Well, I mean, they're not the most athletic guy on the football team. I mean, uh, that's just kind of a given. Um, But one of the things that I I like about that call is that he he put forth this kind of conundrum that I've been having when evaluating talent, specifically this upper ball on first-round talents, and that's what do you value more, the floor or the ceiling? So, for example, I've been talking about, uh, uh, you know, I believe Javon Kenlaw, I would want to take a bet, a, a more long-term bet on him than I would Derek Brown. Because uh, um, Javon Kenlaw, he didn't perform at the Combine, but he has this crazy length and strength, and is built like the Juggernaut. Dude, he reminds me of the Juggernaut from X-Men, okay? Um, but... Uh, I think Garrett Brown is probably a more solid player right now. So our caller kind of poses the, the opposite question to me. Um, I've been higher on Andrew Thomas because I believe he is a better tackle prospect right now. And he has been more productive in the SEC against better pass rushers. Mm-hmm. With that said, Tony, we need to play that other clip All right. uh, for, for, for the good people watching. And just watch and listen to this clip, and it'll kind of explain uh, what, what we're dealing with and what we're working with with Makai Beckett.
4: You can't get through him, and he uses his length and pass pro. You can't get around him, and in the well, that all ring, sounds good. When he down blocks, he just takes everybody with him, and he's moving pretty good. Oh my word! Somebody pretty that good. <laughs> running that fast is- Hold on a second
1: did we just watch somebody who's 364 pounds the heaviest individual at the 2020 scouting combine did we just see him run 5-1-1 one, one? when he was training
4: in texas taron armstead went down there to visit and when he walked in the room and saw him he said what is <laughs>
2: so okay uh, freak that's a
1: freak dude
2: yeah you have never seen dude I told this to Tony before the show that guy is the mountain from Game of Thrones okay (laughs) that dude is a beast he is six foot seven look at those thighs
3: yeah They're not Uh, even running side to side. They're like rubbing against each other, moving (laughs) sideways. You you could have started a fire with those things.
2: Let's let's continue this conversation, right? Tyler Lovato in the chat says, I don't know why, but Makai Beckton scares me as a prospect. He's the fourth tackle on my board. Now, I agree with Tyler Lovato. He is also the fourth tackle on my board. I have both Jedrick Wills and Tristan Riffs uh ranked nice. higher than ranked higher than Makai Becton. But where this question comes in is a lot of what you see from Makai Becton is they didn't act, they didn't throw the football a lot. So there weren't a whole lot of true um pass sets for you to be able to grade when it came to Makai Becton. And when you did have to do that, dude he's just so big and strong and physical that he didn't have to rely on technique to beat those dudes. He was just able to bully them and throw them around and put him in the ground. Now, there is a case to be made that maybe if you put a nice, fresh coat of polish on Makai Betton, dude, maybe he's the best offensive tackle prospect that you've ever seen, you know? I mean, that dude uh, running that fast, he measured well, he's agile what's his technique seven? like
1: what's his technique like
2: not not great and i mean like i said and i, I don't even blame him for it not being that great because Betten is so imposing that he doesn't have to have perfect fundamentals for him to just bully you over and knock you into the ground um his feet are not the best but it's more of a positioning thing and i've never seen anyone Beat him on a bull rush. I mean, the dude is a monster. Um, if you wanted to run the football, there might not be a better offensive line player in the entire draft than Beckton. Um mm. But again, it comes down to this question: on what do you value more? Can we it, afford
1: to pick,
8: tackle?
1: Can we afford to pick a offensive player with this defensive? Yes.
2: Yeah, I mean we're gonna have we're gonna have a few picks. Um,
3: we'll
2: be we able to do free agency those, too. Yeah, free agency. We'll be able okay. to spend those picks. All right. In
1: other areas. So don't be I hijacked. Think- don't be handcuffed by that. Bill Daughtry says that uh I feel like I'm watching an AKC Best in Show. How they whispered while he was like, "You can't get around." Dude,
2: but that. But look, that's what I said yeah. earlier, man. It, it's very much this golfing kind of vibe where everyone's all hush hush and quiet. It's just it's and dude in the next few years they're about to make the combine a shit show, dude. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be all, yeah, it's gonna be great. It'll be all the bells and whistles without any of the substance. People don't even remember that the combine is mainly for the medicals and the team interviews that players do with teens. I mean mm. the, the, the No, it's not. Oh, no it's not. No, it's not. Not because
1: of analytic worlds, man. The analytics worlds. Has told us that these statistics, if you put them together in that spider chart, statistically you can draft people no matter what.
2: One of the the reasons that it is a good thing is if you listen to Matt Rule and the players that he values, it's the more athletically gifted kind of players. So uh, from a testing perspective, I think that information will be useful to Matt Rule going forward as they narrow down the kind of players that they're wanting to fill out the roster with but other than that the game film matters more than combine testing and as long as you pass your medicals i mean unless you bomb the combine i mean really it you know that could happen where it tanks the player's value but man it's easier
1: the, even it's, it seems like players climb in the combine like that you didn't know, and players that you thought were are really Some good fall. Up. Yeah,
0: but the people well, stock Lindo that goes up to good, was a good person to say that his stock dropped once he did really bad at the bottom.
2: Yeah, and by the wow. way, I'll even say yeah. undeservedly. So I, I liked, uh I. It liked, was so uh,
1: bad though. He looked like a big bowl of jello rolling down. He. So you're yeah. over here gushing about Becton. You're gushing about. Tris Warfs and all this, he was the opposite of all that. Like he couldn't do anything. But to
0: answer Cody's question, I feel like when it comes to offensive tackle, I value more your floor than your ceiling because I can't have my quarterback out there dying while you waiting to hit your ceiling. Right.
6: Mm-hmm.
8: Defensive
0: tackle, I can wait on you for a year or two to get it together to be better. Like you can wait on Ken Law to improve and be better than Derrick Brown at some point in the next couple of years. But if you do that with your tackle, like, I can't afford to be waiting on Benton to hit his ceiling and Cam get put out for year.
1: Well, you can yeah. if you're trying to get Trevor Lawrence.
3: I don't like
0: Trevor <laughs> Lawrence, so I would never try uh-huh. to do that.
3: <laughs> well, let, let, let me ask Last you guys, week. too. Is <laughs> Cody, you yeah, said that Yeah, I know Cody the... about to get the evil look. <laughs>
2: Hey Cody, man, you're entitled to your opinion. You're allowed to be wrong if you want to be. It's
6: okay.
3: <laughs> Cody, I don't know anything about this offensive tackle you were talking about, but based on what you were just saying, he doesn't sound like a guy that I would want to draft. He's not a long-term type player because what what it sounds like you were saying to me is he's not he's not really good at technique. Uh I mean, and and he which to well, me means he probably doesn't have the fundamentals very well. So if you take somebody who's just physically dominating, that fades. Like that, well, that fades and felt felt ways around help. that.
2: Right. Really and, yeah, that's true.
3: You can and, develop skill.
2: And yeah. the, the 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 question it's not necessarily that he's bad at it, is that he hasn't had to do it a lot. So if okay. you don't have the repetitions doing it, you're not going to be as good at it. Now, it might be once it gets into the NFL, gets in the NFL strength and conditioning program, uh, NFL offensive line coaches and all this good jazz and even in preparing for the combine. I mean, the types of drills and things that they do, it's all about being able to do both things, run block and pass protect in the NFL. But he just hasn't had to do a lot of it. So right now, that's why I agree with what team. How the hell,
1: How say. old is he? I'm trying to Google it. Is that he's only a junior in college. So that's cool.
2: Yeah. It's he's like 20 years old. Yeah.
1: Listen, wait, hold on. Yeah. Listen to, hold on one second there. Uh, Greg, to your point. And this is what I think is this. Is this dude's six seven three hundred sixty four pounds, and he ran a one. You can't teach that. No. You right. can't. I that's, get some, that. That, that's how some
0: coaches feel. And that's yeah. why right. some players shoot yeah. up in the combo. <laughs> Which, I mean, yeah. we could be one of those teams because you got to remember Matt Rule has experience being an offensive line coach. So he might that say. That is true. Hey, I can teach him the technique because he's such a physically imposing player that I can mm-hmm. teach him the technique to where he will be a great tackle.
5: And the other offensive lineman that had a really good combine was Tristan Wurts from Iowa. Yeah.
1: That's true. Yeah, Cody, tell yeah. him about tell us about him real quick, yeah. Cody. He's oh, by the way, Becton is twenty years old. He's twenty.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So imagine yeah, if
1: yeah. you could imagine if you could shape him in a year or two, and he was here till he was thirty two.
0: But if he's that yeah. big, is he gonna have weight issues?
1: But yeah, but well, that is a that. But he is six seven though. So like, you can only be so slim at six seven.
0: Uh, yeah, but what yeah. if three sixty something turns into four twenty something? <laughs> like, well, we
4: don't want him to get as big as Kelvin Benjamin, guys. Right?
6: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, really. That big. Uh,
2: um, but so uh, you know, I think these are all um you know really interesting kind of ideas that we're talking about. Because I mean, if if you're a team that does decide to take a bet on Beckton. And you know he does end up being this once in a lifetime tackle prospect. Well, then you can say, yeah, you should have bet on the upside. Um, but listen, this is uh, this is what I'll say. If you need an offensive tackle, this is the class to grab one. I, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, dude, yes. this one, this is a crazy offensive tackle class. Um, Tristan Riffs, dude, Tristan, I'm so impressed with this dude. Every yeah. time I, every time I watch film. I'm like, well, damn, is he the number one tackle? Cause he might be, man. And, and listen, the dude is six foot five, three hundred and twenty pounds, thirty-four-inch arms, which is right where you want him to be. Uh, ten inch hands. The dude ran a four eight five forty yard dash at three hundred and twenty pounds. He bench pressed twenty-four times, had a uh a thirty-six and a half inch vertical jump, a uh I mean, uh, a three-cone drill of uh, 7.65. I mean, dude, this is uh, an athlete that you really don't see a whole lot at the offensive tackle position. Uh, I mean, the the dude's incredible. All these people saying that she should be a guard, I just don't understand that. It's so hard to play tackle in the NFL. If you can find a player to play tackle, and do it well, then you need to let them do it, man. Let them. Man, the
1: tackles are always getting beat because they fear speed, right? So yeah. these big right. boys right. they fear speed, so they they anticipate that outside move and what these mm-hmm. these edge rushers do to these guys. And we've seen every left tackle for the Carolina Panthers since Jordan Gross. This has been the problem. Is because they can get beat. They're vulnerable on that outside because that first step. Look, Matt Khalil used to jump like a half damn second before and they didn't even call it. And he was still getting beat like a damn drum. But then those guys do that one or two times and they set him up and then they go out, in, out, in,
0: in, in. And then they start beating their asses inside. So well, you that's, do. That's because the defense in got way more athletic faster than the offensive tackle. Yeah, yeah, and
2: now you're seeing the kind of natural adjustment is that when you have these players like mm-hmm. Chase Young and Vaughn Miller and Miles Garrett and Brian Burns, I mean, the natural evolution is that if you have any chance of stopping those guys, your offensive tackles have to be more athletic. Oh, And by the way, if you, if you look at a picture of Tristan Riffs at the combine, it looks like a child drew his legs. I mean, they're mm. disproportionately <laughs> large. I mean, this dude well, who has, knows
0: if he was a Lane Johnson, he might have been a Lane. Lane Johnson was a tight end that they just switched the tackle. To yeah, the and, yeah, and yeah, so, and, and
2: but, by the way, Iowa, uh, Iowa, the College of, uh, they have a pretty legendary uh, weight training program. in in the weight room, they have records yes, that have never been yes, broken. They yes, they yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. Tristan Riffs is legendary. In a legendary strength and conditioning program, like apparently this dude has all of the accolades on deadlifts and stuff like that. I mean, it, Tristan Riffs is a is an animal. Right. Two points
1: on he this, and we're go ahead,
5: Brad. He could play the right side, the left side. You could plug him anywhere, and he just let him go. <laughs> yeah,
1: for sure. Two points to think about, and then we're going to the next call, is number one is just kind of anecdotal. Jordan Gross was selected at number eight. We selected number seven. So kind of a parallel there is you get that guy that can be the guy. The question I have with Makai Becton is that while he's giant and fast and all of this, is does he fit the qualification – of kind of what we've heard Matt Rule talking about, making guards and these guys kind of slimmer and more athletic. And to me, the Tristan, War- what is his name?
2: Tristan, what riffs? Just say like, a, yeah, just a like guitar. a
1: guitar riff. All right, so Tristan, yeah. Tristan guitar riff sounds like he's kind of more the Matt Rule player than guy Becton is, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I mean.
2: In some ways, yes. In some ways, I mean, right. I, I, again, um, it's not. It's know. just. It's just trying to find
1: anything at that point. Like if you had the choice between Beckton and Riffs, that's what we're kind of looking at. Is like, what is your preference as a staff and what you see? Six yeah. seven. And six seven is a, yeah, yeah, and six seven is almost a little too tall.
2: I don't
1: That's, think so. No. Okay. That is tall, uh, man.
2: So, so by the way, uh, Trent Brown, who played for the Patriots when they won the Super Bowl, is with the Raiders now. Yeah. Uh, he's six foot eight, and okay. he got paid all the money. Okay. And, yeah. and, and, and he didn't test anywhere near as as good as McKay back then. Uh, and all by right, the, he the way, get,
7: can l- l- have
0: some struggles if yeah. you're that tall, just because players like getting out of your stance. Pad yeah, the,
1: exactly. Pad level, that type of thing. All right, let's keep going with the calls. There's still more to go. 252-228-5098. Tyler Lovato
13: next. Hey, what's up, C3? It's Lovato. I've been thinking a lot about uh, Cam and the future of the team and why I think David Tepper's gonna he's choosing to rebuild rather than keep Cam. I mean, since he bought the team... Two years he's been the owner cam's been hurt and he's never watched a prime cam out there on the field he doesn't know how great cam is when he's healthy mm-hmm. um i truly think if you've seen that how great cam was whenever he is healthy i think he may have uh decided not to rebuild and actually retool around cam And honestly, I think if Luke Keekley doesn't retire, I think we, I don't think he decides to rebuild. I think he decides to retool. But after he hires Matt Rule, a rebuilding head coach, after he sees Luke Keekley retire, he sees Cam get hurt for two years. He just thinks, all right, enough's enough. I'm going to strip this team out. I'm going to trade every asset I have if I can. I'm going to let all of my free agents walk. James Bradbury, our defense looks like a mess right now. It's, there's only, the only building block we have is Brian Burns. And he got like three starts last year. It's ridiculous. I'm honestly just sad for Cam. Like we we ruined this man's career. This man never had an offensive line. And I was th- I was thinking about it from a fan perspective. If Cam Newton's quarterback next year, I might buy a ticket. I might go. I might want to go watch a game because of that. But for the long-term success of the team, I don't want Cam here. It's sad. We're just going to ruin mm-hmm. this man's prime. We, we already have ruined his damn prime.
1: <sighs> I don't know how I feel about What's that position. What's the
13: point of keeping Cam next year? If we're just going to be to him? Down and it's going to take us league. at least two to three years with all the holes we have on our team. By the time Cam has a team around him again, he's going to be 33. And I think he honestly doesn't play past 35 with all the injuries he's had. And I heard CK last time mentioned. Well, Tom Brady's playing, and Drew Brees is playing because of modern sports medicine and technology. They can extend their careers. Yes, that's true. But Drew Brees and Tom Brady are anomalies. If you look in the history, the, the, there's not many quarterbacks that play in their 40s at all. I don't think Cam's going to be that guy because of all the hits he's taken. Plus, those guys, Tom, Drew Brees and Tom Brady, they get the ball out in like 2.5 seconds, and they rarely take hits. Cam did so much, so much hits since he's been in Carolina. He's never had an offensive line. He never had help. I don't want to see Cam here next year if we're going to rebuild. It looks like we're rebuilding right now. We had two options. To retool with Cam, which I think should have been the option. We should have rebuilt with him. All right, here's part two. Hey, it's Bovado again. All right, enough uh, ranting about and all right, oh, and all, that all right. No, if you're
1: gonna change subjects, I want to put it around to everybody. I'll start with Brad. Did we waste Kim Newton's career?
5: Oh, absolutely. The fact that we never supplied this guy with an offensive line, he's really, it really pissed me off to a point <laughs> to where he, to where he's having to run around for his life because of bad coaching. Which I put a lot of his injuries on bad coaching. In our medical staff for mishandling and mismanaging his injuries, but absolutely, we wasted Cam Newton's year with not putting a good offensive line together for him. And to to this day, it still (laughs) pisses me off that we never did that.
1: CK waste is a strong word. I know, I know. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm wavering with you. (laughs)
4: Let's. So we didn't get a Super Bowl. So it depends upon what your level of success as far as wasting his prime is. Did we squander? Um, did we squander? How about that? A squander better. Squander is a better road, yes. Um, so here's here's my, my my I I guess defense to uh, Cam Newton being able to play into his forties. Um, Cam Newton is a is a much more uh, gifted physical specimen than Tom Brady and Drew Brees ever were, right? Um, there's not been very many quarterbacks who have the same type of a build that Cam Newton has the, the in- injuries that is arguably none. Cam Newton has honest. endured. Yeah. Up to this point. I mean, you got to remember this guy was in a car accident and he still played right now. He yeah. was granted, you know, with, with a, with a fractured back. Um, you know, he, yes, he was younger, but here's the part about this. All of those guys took hits. Drew Brees was injured for a good portion of his early career. Um, what they've done in the off, a good offensive coordinator a good coach develops an offense that's going to prevent those hits from taking place. Drew Brees doesn't get hit often. Uh it, Tom Brady doesn't get hit often. Tom Brady's very smart about it. When he sees the pressure, he's very very quick about getting the ball out. Um even if it means throwing it at the, the feet of a of a option out to the right. And um, an important note, you can
1: important note is that Tom Brady had his worst season this year and his worst offensive line. You know what I'm saying? Like, is yeah. the one thing we never is that not only did he get the ball out, but they did always give him a good line. Yeah,
4: but to yeah. assume that at 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 the early 30s that his career is over, uh, would be, uh, lack of a better word, asinine. You know, and so I, and I don't think he was saying that Cam's career is over. I just don't. I think a lot of people don't have faith in his ability to be the same Cam that he was. He's never going to be the 2015 Cam, because of yes, he's getting older. Um, I still think that he has the capability of actually being a quarterback that's able to to pass the ball and and get the ball downfield. As long, his, you know, Matt Rule mentioned it. He's had a a lot longer of a rehab for that shoulder now because of the foot injury. So I think if, if he comes out yeah. and he's not able to get that deep ball out, then there's a concern. I think then at that point in time I'm ready to go ahead and sell the farm on, on Cam Newton. But until I see that, I think he's too valuable and he's been too important to this uh, uh, franchise, not only for the success of the franchise, but also the, the, the finances of the franchise and the marketing capability of the franchise. To so just assume that he's not able to be a, a long-term solution would be uh, premature.
1: Greg, did we squander Cam Newton's career? Oh, Greg, you got no sound. Look, he's been waiting. He's been waiting and waiting. We can't hear you. We can't hear you every week. All right. Cody, I know what you're gonna say. I know what you're gonna say, Cody. Go ahead.
2: You don't You don't know what I'm gonna say because I know exactly say-
1: what you're gonna say. You better say you it before the bad saying. daddy gets back. Did we squander Cam Newton's career?
2: Okay, maybe you do know what I want to say. Yes, we absolutely we, yeah, we we do can. We absolutely did. We we did squander his career. Um and I mean listen, it wasn't wasted because of the amount of fun and joy that Cam Newton has brought to the Carolina Panthers that we would have had nowhere near the amount of fun and excitement if we didn't have Cam Newton on the football team. Um, but, yeah, right. I mean, exactly. Um, but but listen, what what I'm about to say goes without saying. Um, Cam Newton was the first player drafted under the current CBA, and the it, it has been demonstrated what you are to do in that scenario. If you're going to draft a quarterback on a rookie contract that you're not paying that much, It's your job to build around him to make his job easier before you have to pay him all the money in the world. For all of the inconsistencies that the Panthers have had, we were not able to do that for Cam Newton. He had a good interior of his offensive line maybe one or two times in his career in 2013 and in 2015. And you saw what happened when he did have that good interior offensive line. He was an MVP candidate and led us into the playoffs uh, and and to a Super Bowl. All right, Um, so here's
1: the one thing. I want to interject this, and then I'm going to go to Greg. Is the When you say that we've seen what the model is for the new CBA, it took 10 years to figure that out. And what I mean by that, and another thing is this, in fairness to the Panthers, they had 13 million dollars in cap room in 2012. 13 million dollars. You know what I'm saying like how do you build around a and, and and if you say we squandered we squandered it before Cam ever got there potentially but the cap has risen so significantly. It rose from 2012 to 2013 just 12 million dollars. Do you know in 2012, the cap was $112 million? Now it's like one hundred dollars million. It's you gone know, up
3: 30% it, in the last 10 years. And it's, it's going to go up more. It's yeah,
1: really, it's go more and so year. I do, I understand that. But I I almost, uh, that looks at it in a vacuum of not looking at the cap, though, at all. And, yeah. like, we didn't even have any money. Uh, like, I how do you really, do it? Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, go, let's go to Greg. Did we squander Cam Newton's prayer?
3: Squandered, yes, wasted no. And I think it goes back to what CK was saying. It all depends on how you define success, because we did have some success with Cam Newton. We went to a Super Bowl, a couple playoff trips, he had an MVP season. Um so so I would I wouldn't say wasted, no. What you gotta look at it from like what Tony's kinda saying here too, is with the salary cap, while we didn't give him the offensive line, how do we know for certain that Cam Newton when he was younger didn't say Spend money elsewhere, and I can protect myself. Oh, he, the he offensive didn't. Because that's his style. Well, he of didn't say. They well, I'm, didn't I'm just I'm, to his I'm, ass. I'm, I'm just okay. Maybe, maybe if he didn't say that, how do we know that the franchise wasn't saying, "Well, we can right. compensate this way"? Because, because you're exactly well, well, right. not you're, ex- you're exactly right about that. Because here's the problem with Cam Newton. You're right.
1: Is Cam Newton gives you the and I've always said this. He gives you the luxury to cut corners in places mm-hmm. that other guys can't.
6: I agree. Mm-hmm. You know, so but, you could
1: be like, "Look, Cam can handle that," and we're not going to have the mm-hmm. best offensive line. We're not going to have the best wide receiving core. No, we've got Cam. He's like it's a double edged sword for Cam. Cam is his worst enemy because he's so fucking good.
3: Yeah, I agree. and and you know, just a while we didn't give him the offensive line, we did give him other stuff. He had he had a couple of great defenses to play for. He's had mm-hmm. some offensive weapons. I mean, you can you can name out D'Angelo Williams, Jonathan Stewart had some really good years. Uh, Greg Olson's a great tight end to have. He got to play with Steve Smith. Whether you like it or not, Kelvin Benjamin had a, had a couple of good seasons with Carolina Wonderland. before he before he sure. yeah.
1: But he's also because Nah, because I, I don't him. think you can say no, he's I, had I, offensive I did, I did weapons. That. I don't even think that's a good thing to say. I don't
3: think we can. Well, can't I'm not say saying this. he had phenomenal yeah, offensive
0: weapons. Kind of yeah, defense. one good yeah. year is rookie year.
3: Yeah, is he was, had two Panthers tight ends and Steve Smith that football. year?
1: Yeah, yeah is yeah. he? He but, was the weapon. That's the thing. The Panthers oh, yeah. relied on him to be the weapon, and we tried to win games by keeping the other team under seventeen, mm-hmm. and Cam
3: getting us twenty by himself. That was the thing. They had the men- mm-hmm. they had the mentality of you don't need tanks when you got an atom bomb. You know. All right, let's go to yeah. T Money. Did we squander his career?
0: Um, like everybody else said, waste is too strong of a word. Squander, yes. Uh, it was a travesty that with Cam you took no first round offensive alignment. That I mean, is the thing. Didn't. Let's
1: talk about Byron Bell. Let's talk about fucking Mac. You know what I'm saying? Michael, like,
0: yeah,
1: guy. like it's just been piecemeal. Rimmer. Rimmers,
0: oh the fucking worst. Oh,
5: wow. Oh,
0: God. So I mean, most. Teams every other team that I've seen thinks like that. I mean, you take Jameis Winston, you follow that up by taking Donovan Smith. You take Andrew Luck, you follow that up, you get Anthony Costanzo. You take two tight ends in that draft. I mean they took Dwayne Allen and um I forgot the the other uh, the tight end they had from Stanford. Doyle. Jack Either Doyle. Way, yeah. Uh you take people to compliment your quarterback. That's just part of building a team to me. Um, and we just didn't do that. And you we took, took Kelvin, him for took granted Kelvin, so much.
1: Fucking Kelvin Benjamin is the fucking worst, dude.
0: You took Kelvin, who you knew had already failed two grades, so he was older than any other rookie receiver that Dumb day. as a fucking and, brick. And you took him knowing he had weight issues at Florida State. And Cody said earlier, the pre, the interview questions that they have during the combine is sometimes the most important part of the combine. And whoever questioned Kelvin Benjamin is a fuck up. We just yeah. Think <laughs> Morris
1: Claiborne. Think Morris Claiborne with the lowest score in the history of the Wonderlic. Kelvin Benjamin couldn't have been far behind. Let's keep going with the call. Tyler Ovada back again.
0: And he only took what? Uh, Who else year. was the first round receiver besides Kelvin? DJ? Uh no,
1: that year it was oh what for us? No, I'm saying ever. The whole time uh, Ever came, it was
0: yeah, only right. what DJ and Kelvin, right? DJ D- 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 and K- Kelvin, yeah. Steve Smith yeah.
2: has been the best wide receiver that Cam Newton Third has ramp. ever played with. And Steve Smith was on Absolutely. our original was on our original Super Bowl team. So Absolutely. I mean just to tight end. I mean, Greg Olsen has been his most reliable. Receiver since his since he's been playing in the NFL. That and, and offense really
1: was not... dope under Chudzinski though.
0: It was Olson, Shockey,
1: Steve Smith. They put but he let
0: he let the they, running backs that we ended up getting rid of anyway talk Chud out of the door. They didn't like that Cam was getting to run the ball way more than they were.
1: I still want to punch D'Angelo. In his face. well. Alright, let's get let's go back to Tyler
13: I looked at the receivers And oh my god, it's loaded baby There's at least 15 receivers that I would love to have And Since there's so much receivers I think we could actually get a great one In the third round Not a great one, maybe a really good one in the third round But I was thinking about Denzel Mims From Baylor, it's the one that Matt Will coached last year He ran a 4.38 at the Combine He's 6'3, 208 pounds He looks like a fucking monster and I was wondering, like... You I know, know they're going to the pick his ass. Running, I promise you they'll but pick him. I would love to have this man if we can get him in the second. But I know we need our defenses is like shit, and we really need other positions. <laughs> but this dude, I feel like he would be a steal for the second round. Oh, I feel like shit. I don't even, of, I don't even know
1: if Hold on, I got to pause
13: this call.
1: I pause this call. Randy Trotter, about to get iced up here, said Ted Ginn Jr. was his best wide receiver. That's a bull.
4: Mm-hmm. Highest drop percentage in the NFL, that's season decent guess. Yes, he's had the most the
1: touchdowns as a wide receiver. Yeah. Tech Ginn got Good better team. after, yeah, but still, he's better. We, he was better while he was here, but not the best. Steve Smith, that was two years. He was better. In the second round.
13: But I was wanting to think, ask Cody what he thought about that. Denzel Minns, or uh, what, what position do you think we need to take in the second round,
1: and, Dude, uh, we should draft three defensive players in a row do you think right now. It's possible now? we even
13: get one, a receiver in the second, mm, or do you think that's too high? high, high. Do you think we need two.
2: to wait for the third to get a receiver? Yeah, who we I draft like first? Okay. Keep counting. So, uh, <laughs> this man, I, mean, I I so badly want to be able to answer these questions with a good answer. But we're, this, we're still too soon in the process. I don't You know won't know three weeks from now either. It don't matter.
1: No, I not you know. You won't know, you won't
7: seven know on so, draft
0: night. Seven, so you, seven is so you have to wait to see who's on the board. Right. See how the board, see how the board
11: really
0: falls. I mean, listen, and see
3: how he did free agency, too. So that that, little, that, that's what I'm talking
2: about. You're, you're one of the things, love him or hate him. Dave Gettleman had some one liners that, that made sense. Uh, okay your, your free agency does set up your draft which he and, never fucking
1: did asshole
0: guys he was well. the
1: worst yeah. at and, doing he, his own and, if he nah, listened he to himself
0: try. he tried he tried he would not theory, that year
1: we drafted three <laughs> fucking corners back to back
2: in theory that's
0: what you really we had to though uh, because say he didn't yeah,
3: worked out there are, no.
0: I mean, it's Darryl really worked out. worked out just not for us. Yeah, not he for did us not as work as well. out, man. He worked playing. Out, in for the he's out for Not for us. He's working out for Oakland. Said. No, I mean, he is not. Good. No, he is not. He actually has become a good corner. Oh, shit. No, not even playing.
2: What are we playing. talking
0: about? Daryl Worland? Daryl Worley. I mean, You all, up, Go
1: I'd back, Cody. Take them, what? you crazy <laughs> as hell.
0: Now, Zach Sanchez's been chilling.
2: He can't make any league right now. No. All right. You you, want to make sure that that your free agency sets up your draft. Right now, it's entirely impossible to know what we're going to do in the second round because I don't know what we're going to do in the first round. I don't even know if we're drafting a new franchise quarterback this year. So there's just no way to know.
0: There's only
3: one way to fuck it up. If you take Herbert or Love in the first. Oh, okay. yeah. I don't know about Love, but, but I don't agree that you should take Herbert. I, I don't know. I don't know enough I, about it to really comment. I so I like, uh, comment.
5: They got I Love projected like their Chargers. One
2: day, me and me and T Money need to do uh, an episode where we just talk about our differences. Because <laughs> I, I um. I'm no, a, you sure don't man. want. We, we,
1: it won't do enough. I think I'm with T Money on this. It won't do but enough I, for us.
7: Well, yeah, like I'm, can, I'm sure
2: you do think that way. What uh, I'm thinking is this. That is the most condescending yeah. thing I've
7: ever heard.
4: Of course, of course, you're, you're saying, siding with him. He told you there was a little brother in you. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, did,
1: Y'all motherfuckers are vicious. Man, this is what
2: whenever you have a where, it, where it, Joe at, man. Yeah, no, I, every time I used to dog. I used to
1: dog on Can I get my brown, another brown person on this show, please?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
6: um,
2: but no, the, the final thing that I'll kind of say here is that, um, there are players that you take a bet on and that you're willing to bet on. And uh, I would say that Justin Herbert would be a player that I would be willing to bet on. Now I understand I think a lot differently uh, about this than most people, and I don't have enough time to really delve into why I think this um, tonight. But um, if I'm I'm not upset if we end up having to move on. How
1: about um, this? Do we need a receiver in this draft at some point? Right
0: now, if you're watching this, Mark Herney. If it's Derrick Brown, Isaiah Simmons, all on the board and you take Justin Herbert, you're going to have to see me. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I, see, that's
2: how I'm kind of agree I'm with you. I'm uh, with you. So, I... Um,
1: yeah, I answer what, that, Cody. Answer that.
2: But what, what specifically?
0: Yeah. You're at your you pick seven. Derrick Brown, Isaiah Simmons, or Okuda, whichever one I think, one of them will be there and Justin Herbert
2: are all in the room, you going to take Justin Herbert first? Well, uh, well, hold on. It, it, uh, are we under nah, the uh, assumption that, that, that Cam Newton is coming back for nah, the final uh, We year? don't
1: care. We don't care. How about this? I is don't that care. If, if, you're, if, you're, pe- if, cool. if you if pass you're on you're Isaiah crazy. Simmons for just our, Justin yeah, Herbert, but
0: listen, the context would you be
1: okay? No, it doesn't. Plans- it no, does
0: it does it. Not, this, this is what i this, this, is what is I'll no, say. this is what I'll say You just said Cam, he was a
1: generational with Fucking player dude even with, Cam,
0: even with Cam Not being on the board if There's nothing I see in Justin Herbert That I can't get out of Jalen Hurts in the third round
2: Oh that's not true at all He has a much bigger arm talent He's far more mobile And uh, he's, he's a more physical player uh, I mean listen Jalen Justin Hurts Herbert's is, more mobile uh, than Jalen Hurts uh, oh. Yeah, he ran he, – well, okay, Jalen Hurts ran a little faster, but as far as what they'll be able to do in the NFL, look at what Josh Allen and Cam Newton have already done. No, no, no,
1: no, nothing is convincing me. I'm with Team money on this. Is that Justin Herbert is all speculation. So hold, on though,
2: hold on, let me finish my no, point. You if you're starting from the ground up and, and you don't have a quarterback, you're damn right I'm taking Herbert. If you don't have a, a, the most important position on the team, if you don't have a franchise quarterback, then, yeah, 100%, you take the guy that you Do you you're know what this sounds like to, to me?
1: This sounds like when the Jacksonville Jaguars drafted Blake Bortles first. Like we got no choice. All we got no fucking is, choice.
0: I, 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 Based off I of put, who put, they, put my, put my Herbert. I promise on everything. I'd rather sit through another year of Kyle Allen and Will Greer than
6: to draft Justin Herbert. Damn, interesting. <laughs> uh, no,
0: that's fine. Right. Hey,
6: yeah.
2: Justin Herbert is a better player than both of those dudes. No, and we're not I saying that. What? That's not what we're and
1: saying. I, is this? Is in the the thing? Is this? Is that you're saying? This is that Isaiah Simmons is like a. It's almost like a no risk. Is no risk. And not only well, is it no risk, you're talking about this. The downside
0: the to an Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah Simmons can guard Julio life Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Up on him yeah but now Burley. y'all are
2: taking me out of context, man. Because this is what I'm saying. If Cam Newton's on the football team, yeah, I'm not drafting Justin Herbert. I not don't care all. if we no got team. I mean, let's go no get he he no he had had, i rather Let's go him get him Teddy on.
1: Bridgewater and Isaiah Simmons then.
2: If you had you were, you were asking me nice. if you had all those players in a room, well, who would you draft? Well, that depends. Does my team have a quarterback? Because if they don't, there is no impor- there is no more important position than the quarterback. Hey,
0: if we're Greg, don't know, I rather let me ask. I want to ask as quarterback down the line. Yeah,
2: there, All right, but there's no guarantee that you're going to be in the range to draft either Trevor Lawrence or
0: Justin. But Field you get by free, I, free I agency Kyle Allen and Will Greer it is.
1: Yeah, no truth. <laughs> that's the truth. Greg, you got children, <laughs> right? You, oh, we can't hear him again. Every Oh, Greg. <laughs> oh <laughs> my goodness. <Yeah>. goodness. <laughs> Throw your hands up here, man. If, when when I wanted, train. I wanted to ask somebody, when's the worst time to go to the grocery store?
11: When you're
2: hungry. And this is and this is
1: on a, the, a old on the Dave Gettleman the line. Oh no, this is Dave. Month, yeah. This is a Dave Gettleman line. You don't shop hungry. And I think if you pick, and I'm not saying this is, but here. Look, love is all of a sudden the talk of the town. This and that, and this and that, and like Josh Allen. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's go to the next call. I'm I'm, I'm with you, T Money.
10: Panthers podcast. How y'all doing? Y'all know what this is. This is G Cavassier.
1: What's I up, Jake?
10: Y'all real long. I know y'all seen the news on social media and everything like that. The rumor is that we're shopping. Trey Turner I pray to God that we're not you know what I'm saying because this is just my personal opinion because I watched another uh, another podcast called Keep Pounding TV you know what I'm saying shout shout out out to the big cat you know what I'm saying but uh, a lot of a lot of situations are going on right now in in uh, the team and this is my personal opinion I think if Trey Turner if he gets traded or whatever I think Cam Newton is gone, man. I really, really yeah. do, man. Because mm-hmm. Trey Turner held down that right side mm-hmm. for, for for a while. I mean, he didn't do all that good last year, you know, but he's still a good offensive lineman. He really is. I don't see where the hell, what kind of draft picks you're going to get for him. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. I'm just a fan. So give me your take no, on that. I think he you're right, Jay. Trey, Trey Turner I'm- goes. Mm-hmm to another team. You think Cam Newton's going to stay with us, man? I don't know. Right.
1: I want to yeah. so I, I like that call, G, and I'm with you, and the earlier discussion between some of us was, is is this about accumulating, you know, kind of... What did That's you right. say, Brad? drop assets. Yeah, assets. Assets. Or is this... But here's the thing for me, and this is... in And in T-Money, you said this. You made the comparison... When we were talking about cutting a player a year too early with Steve Smith, you know, we cut Steve Smith and we saved three million dollars. But the league minimum for like a veteran is like one point eight. You know what I'm saying? So to get the worst fucking receiver in the league, who is a veteran, you all you still have to pay half of that three million back. That's where I'm kind I'm gonna of tell you, weird.
0: I'm going to tell, tell, who's, who's, tell you a team that's the king of cutting somebody a year or two early, and then we can look at it. Right. Patriots. Right.
3: Yeah, New England, yeah. Patriots, yeah. A year or two early, though? Everybody thinks they're crazy. Yeah. yeah everybody thinks they're With crazy when they get rid of somebody. is. Yes. Yeah. As soon as they get rid of him, I was like, oh, I can't believe you're getting rid of this player, and then a year later, you never have from that player again. Yeah. And half like it, the time, that
0: player, they get them back if they want them, like Jamie Collins.
3: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good yeah. point. Good point. Hey, uh, r- real quick, Tony, I wanted to put this in, uh, answer your question. Best time to go to the grocery store. Uh, if you if you have kids, best time to go to the grocery store is when your kids are not with you. Hey, <laughs> it's just because uh, Whenever your kids are not with you, go to the grocery store. Oh, and, my uh, gosh. And uh, Daryl Worley <laughs> and Bradbury comparison. Daryl Worley had 52 tackles. Bradbury had 57. Worley's one reception, Bradbury's three, and Worley allowed forty-two receptions. Bradbury allowed forty-eight, and Worley's overall rating, uh, including run defense and everything else, is a 64, sixty-four, and Bradbury's was a sixty. So Dude, they that, are pretty comparable you, players. Dude, that's dead, fucking impressive.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. That, that's impressive considering that more people were throwing at Daryl Worley. No, that's a, James Bradbury is supposed lies. to be our number one corner. Lies. he's got to play Julio. He's got to play Mike targets.
3: Evans. Bradbury had eighty-one targets, and Worley only had seventy-four. So they—that I mean Worley had slightly less targets than Bradbury did.
1: Dude, he had to play Julio. He had to play Mike Evans.
3: That's his argument,
1: man. I should that, that's dudes. a
3: good point. That's a very good point. Yeah. All and right. That's all he really man. Daryl Worley was trash, dude. Mean, he is trash, man.
1: He was sorry Oakland, when he was... not in. Oakland. I'm just not, saying he's not, just as not, good not as operators.
3: Bradbury. You know.
0: Uh, I disagree mm-hmm. with that. All right, I want to go. I'm going to go watch that, but the film. Whirly was a way better looking corner in
9: Oakland.
0: Dude also has been.
1: It fell asleep in the middle of a fucking intersection, drunk. Mm.
0: No, yeah, I'm not like a Whirly fan. for fifteen million dollars, <laughs> though.
1: No, nah, I'm not saying we, we keep Bradbury. What I'm saying is this: is that draft was the worst. That draft set right. us back so far. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Drafted. So else, yes. But I'm just saying, really, once he moved on, looked okay.
1: better. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, it took yeah. two teams to do it. But, man, that draft sucked. What's wrong, yeah, fellas? You, cheers, right. This
14: is Ryan from Touching Arizona.
1: He's going to talk shit about Appreciate me. Appreciate the show. I'm, I'm stepping last away. i listening
14: And uh, Tony D and Paul D. I'm stepping away. I uh, have a very Ron Rivera mindset when it comes to understanding multiple position players. I don't think Matt Rule is trying mm-hmm. to get Call a bunch Jordan of taste in hills on our team. <laughs> <laughs> I think what he's trying to do, let me make it simple for you guys. We have the perfect example. It's like having a Christian McCaffrey versus a Jonathan Stewart. I think what he says, by having a guy that can do multiple things, Christian McCaffrey and Jonathan Stewart in his prime was a pretty year running back. But as a defense, you weren't necessarily – worried about steaming up any type of defense to contain Jonathan Stewart because it was simply just three yards in a cloud of dust. But Christian McCaffrey changes the envelope a little bit because not only is he a great running back, he does multiple things out of the backfield as well as in the slot. and He's even lining him up on the outside. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick there in Pittsburgh, I believe. Uh, he was a tweener coming out of college too. And it's not necessarily trying to make a guy play multiple positions, multiple positions. It's about taking a guy who has the ability to do multiple things, finding a home for him on the defense, and then making them, and and then be able to create extra schemes around him to utilize his talents better, opposed to having a gadget player like Taysom Hill who just does a bunch of things okay, (laughs) Uh, where Christian McCaffrey kind of dominates the field. Same with Alvin Kamara or even Le'Veon Bell or even Aaron Donald, who's not just simply a, a nose tackle. You can shift him up on defensive end. You can put him on the other side. You can put him at both positions. He can do multiple things along the defensive line. And I think that's what they're trying to achieve out of players because if you have guys who can do multiple things, it allows you to come up with different schemes and confuse defenses or offenses um, more often. But the risk that you run with them, is like a mean, mean to fix Patrick is if you don't utilize them correctly. And that is the downside to having somebody like that if you don't find them on home on defense. A lot, I Isaiah Simmons, who should be a linebacker, but you no, know, you should never try to man him up on Julio Jones. Get out of here, Cody. If you're ever going to be taken seriously as an analyst, don't ever say stupid stuff like that again, dude. Anyways, have a good one. Damn.
10: Keep pounding. Yes, sir.
0: <laughs> well,
4: first, hey, Cody, well, I think you should go first.
0: Of... No,
4: <laughs> let, yeah, four, yeah, man. let me one hundred
2: percent go first. I would take my ability to evaluate talent over anyone's in this chat room or anyone calling into these cat calls line. Get at me, bro. Number well, two, I'll catch y'all later. You know, I'm.
6: I'm
2: have to go. <laughs> 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 but, uh, nah, man. Look, um, so. I, I, I kind of think, uh, well, I'm not going to lie. I, I caught the tail end of that call, man. My, my my connection was fucking up bad on me. I was trying to fix it. Uh, but I, I did said, catch that last little bit. That's uh, kind of all I caught.
0: Well, first of all, we ain't going to, uh, to my guy, we ain't going to disrespect Jay Stu, like, you didn't have to That's
2: what I was going to say, yeah,
1: is, yeah, is yeah, that ask Rondé
0: something. Barber if he was just OK. Yeah. Uh, but I do. I mean, the rest of that, I see his point. Uh, you have to manage a Christian McCaffrey the right way, which a lot of people, especially fans of other teams that I know, didn't think we were going to do with Christian McCaffrey. Um, so, other than that, I mean, I do agree with that, but we're not going to play Jay Stu. That's all I want yeah. to say. Yeah. Is that, first of all, is that double
1: trouble year, man? Those two running backs, Jay Stu, they they owned it. But when yeah. I. All right, so thinking and listening to his call with the position as player and in reaction to what I said, I think kind of, you know, when we're in these top 10 picks, sometimes that doesn't matter, right? Because these guys are so good that they're going to find that home. Except for one of the kind of things that I have, to me, I get concerned about what I see as a Vic Beasley. And I'm not saying I am say, I'm, I'm not comparing him to Vic Beasley. What I'm saying is this: is that so many times we see these players and we're like, man, they could be a defensive end, they could be an outside linebacker, they could be who? quit Oh, you're a Carolina fan, right? Team money? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quentin Coples. Quentin Coples. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Is that but it's I mean, like that comes, to,
0: that comes with what we talked about earlier with the coaching. Elena never gave Vic Beasley any moves to this day it's either straight speed or he ain't gonna get anywhere close to the quarterback at all. so somebody should have figured hey if I have a good defensive line coach I can teach Vic Beasley with all his athleticism the moves to be a good defensive man well maybe you know? they didn't interview him well enough I mean, when they were saying that Dwight Freeney was trying to teach him his spin move, I mean, you got to, the coach can't teach him that? The player can't <laughs> <got him. laughs> Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and, you know what, that's kind of the the opposite argument to me. So, I'm thinking about the guy who is, doesn't have a place, but there is a positionless player who is the guy who plays up into a place. I mean, if you think about Dwight Freeney, he should not have been as good as he was in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like He's he was a positionless player. Yeah, he was a positionless player who found a way to become dominant. So yeah, it's, a it's, t- somebody, it's a somebody
0: either himself or somebody taught him that spin move that was unstoppable.
1: I think though, with Isaiah Simmons, when you see his body composition, yeah. is yeah. there's no way. It's almost like it's very similar to what I say with Cam Newton. Is that like if I'm picking a pickup ball, like if we're playing football in the backyard, like I'm picking Mm -hmm. Cam Newton every time for number one. Like that's my guy. Like that's the guy I want. Is Isaiah Simmons is of that class of player. It's just like that big, fast motherfucker. I'll take him. Exactly. Because he's that big without having
0: to sacrifice
1: size. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't sacrifice speed, doesn't sacrifice strength, doesn't nothing. Just fast, big. It's a freak. He's a freak, dude. That shit is crazy he ran that fast. I'd be interested to see, Cody, is his sight, like, wow, those sprints are impressive. Right? A sprint is impressive. It's not the same as, like,
0: start and stop speed. Your film. going fail does it? He shows on film though. He good, good to go sideline to sideline to catch people. he shows on film. Good. He does it yeah.
2: all. He does it all yeah. and he does it all well. Alright. Um,
0: Next call.
1: Next call. What's
7: up? What's up? C3 fam. This is Carl D. What's going on, Professor T What's up, Carl? And uh, the and whole C3, panel tonight. The man himself. What's up? The stat dad. And <laughs> okay. arguably, and I said arguably, the guru of NFL scouting, Mister Cody Lackey. Yeah, you know Carl
2: is about to talk a gang of shit about me. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing some arguably
7: research scouting. A- a- off the time, a lot of times do. I have some sleepers, I'm going to say, after this, that I've looked up and also observing the combine. First, I like to start off with say, Cody, I called, I nailed it. I said Riggs was not going to get that, um, combine record. Told you he wouldn't get it. He oh, ran a 427, which, ironically, that's what Barry Sanders ran when he did the comeback back years ago. And, which I know because I had the t-shirt, hmm. which had all his combine numbers on there. So side. does Garth Brooks, um, who that, loves that, I the I other guess. <laughs> <fans>. <laughs> But anyway, I got some people i want to go over with you. Cody, you, we had our questions about um, Isaiah. Well, Cody, I had a guy that I'm not sure you really talked about. A linebacker by the name of Willie Gay. He's very athletic. He's the next thing he's just as well he may not have been Simmons, but he's close to Simmons level. Let's look at his combine numbers of 4-4, a four four. A thirty nine inch vertically. Now and this dude is a natural mid inside linebacker. Hmm, we need an inside linebacker. This guy can fit the bill. I know he had some questions and off the field issues, but... Come on, this guy. If you can put a lid on that, hey, you got yourself one hell of an athlete. My sleeper and wide receiver? LSU Justin Jefferson. I mean, he wasn't the as good as you no he had more. at LSU. He still wasn't talked about as one of the top receivers, but at the combine, he, you know, I I thought the guy had. The, what what happened? Uh,
0: was uh, that the probably the timed call? out? That was three minutes. That was that was one of the
1: that was one of the best right. combine performances, though. All right, co- let's go ahead and comment on those two real quick. Um, Willie Gay, CK. Um, any thoughts? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I think I, mean, I meant point. Cody. I, I meant Cody. Sorry, yeah. but CK, if you got <laughs> anything, go ahead. your name um, is Cody, by the way.
2: So I, I've watched a little bit of Willie Gay, I'm, I haven't watched quite enough of his film to give you a solid endorsement for or against him yet. Um, a, a lot of guys end up testing well, and they, they never uh, never ends up playing out on on the field. Um, I'm uh, he wasn't in anybody's top five linebacker listing before the combine, so I'm interested to see why. Because he I got ask.
1: suspended. Let me see why he got suspended. Look, this is the quote from CBS: Gay is a missile on the field, a rangy linebacker who at times lays the lumber. But mostly his athleticism is accentuated in coverage. So he's a coverage linebacker. The latter fact is a huge plus to his game, of course. Outside of Isaiah Simmons, Gay is the most athletically stunning second-level defender in the class. Additionally, he's rocked up at 6'1", 243 pounds. He was suspended in 2019, yet he still had... 3.5 tackles for loss a pick six in five games that he played he is almost identically tested to devin white
2: yeah um he definitely had the physical testing um of a first round pick um so i i'd be interested to to delve into his film um what i like about about that
1: what I like about that, that call, though, real quick, though, from Carl is that while we are become we're infatuated by Isaiah Simmons, maybe Simmons going at three would be a kind of a blessing in disguise. When just a couple of weeks ago Greg brought up Schro- Schroeder, <laughs> Schroeder, whatever his name is, the
10: Greg Shober Shober Shober, yeah,
1: who Schroeder. by the way will not be going back to the Browns this year. But you know, maybe yeah. we've we've talked about this, the most easily replaceable position on the offense being the running back. Is there really a giant difference? You know what I'm saying? Is that I, I understand how freakish this guy is, but maybe it's a blessing if he's taken before and then you get a guy like this, like Carl D is saying, maybe like in the third or the second I don't know where he's gonna fall where he will be at. And then he turns out to be comparable.
2: No. Yeah. Um.
0: If that involved us getting like Okuda in the first round, I can see that. Yeah. All
3: right. And, now, and go ahead. Here, well, I'll say Here's the thing about Simmons, too, is while he can play so many positions, and I would love to have the guy on my team, what you're saying right now makes total sense, Tony, because, yeah, he can play all these positions, but he can only play one at a time. Right, you know, and and when he gets to the NFL, he's probably not going to be bouncing around from safety to corner to linebacker. We're probably going to want him focused in on one position, where maybe he can fill a slot here and there every once in a while. Um, if so, the, an the injury, whole yeah, the, the the jackknife trade then is not as valuable. It's nice to know the abilities there, which is good. But you're, I don't think he's going to be utilized the pros anywhere he goes like he was in college. Well, that's a great point. Cody... I think his
0: biggest his biggest thing would be. With the range, like when you're in your nickel and you run a four-two-five with him and Shaq in the middle of the field, I think that's a crazy range of what they can do and play yeah. and make plays.
1: Yeah, it is. But Luke is arguably the one of the best linebackers in the history of football. What did he run? His four-four-six four, ain't slow. Let's just put it that way. No. Um, but we Cody, know, go on. No,
0: Luke's not though. As much as we love him. He,
1: like taking blocks Cody tell us about this wide receiver though
2: yeah Justin Jefferson for LSU really uh, uh, had a fantastic combine he was another one of these receivers for LSU that just had a monster year I think he almost had 20 touchdowns he ran a 4-4 mainly he was a a slot inside guy um, because LSU also has other freaks at the position um but, uh, man, Justin Jefferson had four touchdowns in, against Oklahoma, caught four touchdown passes. I mean, the dude's a baller. He's absolutely insane. He probably worked himself um, into that first round conversation that uh, I, I really do think um, – I mean, he might even go faster or than, sooner than T. Higgins. Um, I just I, – I don't know. A lot, a lot of it just um, – It just kind of depends on, um, you know, whatever your flavor is for drafting wide receivers in this class. But Justin Jefferson is a great football player. He's tall enough, fast enough. Um, He will be a day one starter in the NFL. And again, something I want to put out there to people is a a lot of these LSU offensive players, uh, dude, don't don't be surprised if if we uh, take a liking to these guys because Joe Brady has already worked with them before. So absolutely, I mean, yeah. If you put Justin Jefferson in this offense, someone that Joe Brady knows very well um, and who would be a perfect complementary piece to our two other speed receivers. So yeah, that would be a, a good pick for us.
0: Justin Jefferson would be the first big receiver we've ever had that can separate from people.
2: Well, he's like not big, dude. big, like what? He's like six foot, six foot one. Like he's not somewhere, a somewhere, in there, yeah,
0: yeah. He's not, he's not a. Human. When you watch him, he plays big though. He definitely no, he does. is hard to get. He does. Out. He's, he runs through tackles. Uh, his run after the catch, the ability is like a big dude, but like a small dude at the same time
1: you kind of here's the thing is he is what you wanted Lafelle to be yeah yeah you know LaFell Uh, was a uh, bigger or Funches. yeah LaFell both of those are bigger you know what I'm saying but Funches, we
0: knew it's like Kelvin they both ran slow at the combat
1: Mm. yeah man uh, I actually think LaFell was better than both of those cats. that's my opinion would have been a mean tight end Nah, no, he would not. He's a sissy, bro. He can't play no tight end. He's a sissy. I mean, he
0: has a pass catching tight end, he can run
1: away from some linebackers and the safeties. Yeah, but he can't block for shit. He can't do nothing. He gets muscled hey, he up by a damn five ball. ten by a five ten corner. He gets muscled up like a <laughs> little bitch. You know why? Because what's his favorite food, guys? The tight end, the block, though. What's his favorite f- food? It's all that salad. Oh, that's salad. Uh, right. Salad boy. Uh, salad. Here's, here's part two of the yes, call. I
7: was, Let me continue real quick. I was, I mean, I, I thought Jefferson was good, but he proved that the combine, He was not, I mean, a 4.43. That is great. 37 inch vertical. That's not bad. Hey, if we can get him in a later round or like a second round or something, hey? Hey, in the Brady, in, um, what's his name, system? Brady system? You already know system? Never know. Put him with, um, our two bad boys. We might have ourselves one of the, the best receiving corps. All right? And then I would say a sleeper is, is, is Backton, but, um, you know, Backton already proved that he, he is a sleeper himself a five. A sub five two, woo! He already was good. I was eyeing him, but dang, victim. And my last sleeper, Cody. We've been talking about a, a, a tight end. Well, I have one. Who could possibly look oh, from no. um, Notre Dame? Chase Claypool.
2: Chase Claypool.
7: He was wide receiver, but he is this that he's guy This he is, is that what you were talking about yeah. earlier, Cody. Look at these measurables. Yeah. 6'4", 238, a 4'4", four, 2",
3: four,
7: 40. That's a receiver, though. A 40-inch yeah. vertically, a 10-inch broad jump. 19 reps on Ten the foot. bench. foot, 10 foot. Ladies and gentlemen, if this guy falls to us and like the second round, we
1: as Panther fans should rejoice because we have found Greg Olson's replacement.
7: Nah, fuck that. How about that? This is
1: what I say. So he that. doesn't want to be a I, tight end, though. Well, that's fine. He don't want to be a tight end, but if we draft him as a tight end, I, I, if I was a GM, I would make a rule. A My rule in life is to never draft a tight end before the third. Ever. Mm.
2: I don't what care. If being, what nah. if it ends up being Travis Kelsey or George Kittle? No, nah. like sorry.
1: Is that like first of all, those are like one in a million? Like we're talking about I can give you fifty. But you draft a receiver
2: before Greg the third? Olson.
1: Yeah. Is that first of all, all those dudes Greg Olson was a first round pick? O. J. Howard's a first round pick. I could give you go down Jack Doyle to a fucking Jake Butt. To a fucking go down the list of assholes in the butthole, who are not worth—it's just not worth it. After all of you guys <laughs> are Rosa saying,
11: should have been
0: a first-round pick off of that Miami rap song um, alone. Yeah, you're
1: yeah. right. You're right. He was a first-round pick. He was a first-round pick. All right, next call. That's what I'm
8: saying. Ray with the,
0: what the third what leg. I'm
9: sure a lot of you guys have on your mind what I've got on my mind and that is the quarterback situation on the team. Mm. Uh, you know, dumping everybody here left and right. I'm pretty sure Cam's probably not going to be on the team and mm. the connection of Rule to PJ Walker of the Houston Roughnecks who
1: played for him at Temple. Oh my if, goodness. If we're going to better Conor not. Out there, like, he is the no no Why do we just P.J. Walker
6: about. up there?
7: PJ Walker,
1: Walker, Walker, is, the Walker is the best quarterback, quarterback in the XFL. XFL. He is the Patrick Mahomes of
0: the XFL. Thanks. <laughs> All right. <clears> yeah. <throat> don't worry. No if we got... But not going to yeah. be my starting quarterback. True that.
13: This is the first time uh, I've ever gotten cut uh, off. It, no, yet.
1: next call. Because time is guys, right. We got two calls. Aside
13: from
15: Randy Trotter being on crack in the chat room. Uh, He is saying some. This uh, is
1: Joey (laughs) Escobar.
15: Some crazy stuff. He's he's a bit more normal than he he may be blind, but
1: he can see.
15: You know. Enough about him. I just wanted to ask. uh, Can anyone like? Does anyone Uh know where Brandon Herbert's going to dinner? After James James Bradbury gets cut, because Ruth, Ruth Chris, I want to go with him because I'm sure it's a fancy ass restaurant. Anyway, and yes, I think we he's could do without Herbert. Trey Turner because he hasn't been good for a while, has he? I mean, he's mm. been our best. It's, he's been okay. He has his. He has not been great for an O line that had Daryl Williams and. Uh, uh, wh- whatever fucking clown was our O-line coach. Matko. that's who it was. Oh, but yeah, everybody man. says
1: he's the best in the business. Cody, I'm going to turn this anyway. over to you. Is Trey Turner... <clears throat> is Trey Turner... Is his skills diminished, or is it kind of everybody on that team is bad because of the player beside them? <clears throat> you have constantly said that our defense... It's hard to judge a player. Oh, Cody's on mute.
0: But you guys is it Matt Paradis tri- not playing Matt, Matt is not playing as well as everybody. That was the issue. <laughs> no, it no, definitely thought Matt Paradis was gonna be better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No wouldn't. one um he'll be uh, better uh, no one, this uh, year because he's two years off the injury now. He'll no one be on our team year, has played
2: well, but I've seen Trey Turner get just bullied uh, a lot the past few years. Yeah, um, and I'm not. I'm not just going to pretend like that didn't happen. Again, man, and it's so tough because I don't know who really to be hard on and who yeah. not to. Like a- a- everything we thought we knew about the coaching staff, apparently we had one better. Um, uh, apparently we had um, one of the better offensive line coaches in the NFL. That's not true. I, I mean, I don't know. Um, I'm not. Um, yeah, How I'm do not we nervous. have
1: the best coach in the fucking NFL the offensive line and the worst offensive line? Every fucking Yeah, no, line. yeah, there's mass.
2: no way. Yeah,
0: so got Mike Rimmers to be an offensive tackle in the Super
2: Bowl. Yeah, it's just,
1: it's, it's yeah, ridiculous, man. Okay, but,
0: all right, so that. But what else? You did can he do, do that to a miracle worker.
1: <laughs> Mike Rimmers. <laughs> it, you know what? I always say this about Mike Rimmers is he's not bad in weeks one through twelve. He hits a wall, though. In week 12, like, he can't keep up
0: no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, his Who was body our offensive the tackles in the Super Bowl game? Or and Rimmers. Rimmers in the blind side. And you got both into a Super Bowl. You're a miracle worker. Yeah, nah, man.
1: Or played yeah.
3: fantastic that year. Fantastic. Once again. Very good. Cam Newton Cam Newton compensates for a weaker offensive Agreed. line. So. Amen. Agreed.
1: <laughs> He's so, safe. So why, why uh, they you made know it what? Well. We How about this? You want to know why team. John Matsko is the best fucking offensive line coach in the history of the world? Cam Newton. <laughs> I'd be the best offensive line coach, I mean, you can't say that in the last
3: team. two years. Yeah. You know? All right.
1: Well, that's why we have had a shitty fucking line, too. All right. Yeah. Mm. Last call. Okay. This is a little
15: drafted, uh, clarification on my uh, Trey Turner comment. Well, yeah, he's good. Or at least he was good. But you didn't really hear his name much. He's good. And, yeah, it's hard. It's so
1: hard uh, to evaluate. Not it's, not them, it's not worth cutting him, though. It's
0: not worth treating him. them five Pro Bowls, how many was he offensive line? Wait, say that again. Out of them five Pro Bowls, how many times did he really make the Pro Bowl? How many times?
4: Yeah, like not an alternate, not not somebody in the Super Bowl who didn't, who decided not to go or declined to go or something like that.
0: Three years. He was not on the Pro Bowl team last year. They added him after everybody. Yeah,
4: yeah. I don't think you should be able to
1: rest on that.
0: But that's how they started that that whole little tweet with that five time Pro Bowler trick. Like, come on now.
7: Yeah.
3: Well, they're trying to sell them. I mean, if you're going to try to put them out there, you're going to put, put his best you know. You're going to try to talk them up as good as you can. You know, it's but like. But I, I do think it's, it's got four. It's got four good wheels. I mean, but yeah, I mean, it yeah, <laughs> <wheels. That> also <laughs> makes That
0: also makes the fan base the casual fan who doesn't
3: watch. Like we yeah. wise. That makes them weak out. Oh, you're right, you're right.
6: We're getting rid
3: and, of? right. But that, that's why they that's why they do that. Yeah. And exactly I was that. on record uh, over
1: the last over the past year saying that, man, Trey Turner is just not doing what we think he's supposed to be. He's you know, I mean, we saw it. We saw that and it's like Cody said, it's hard to tell when you're evaluating a team that just sucks a D, is it one person that is doing? Is he holding the balls, or is he just <laughs> off working the door? My I don't evaluation know is that they said.
0: expected Matt Paradis to be better. <laughs> you expect what? They expected Matt Paradis to be better than what he was going to be. For yeah, look, for is most here. of last year Matt Paradis sucked.
1: Yeah, he was sorry. And here, and I want to give this. I'm going to give Paradis one more try because we have seen every every time players are coming off an injury and they're like, hey, they're going to be fine. It's been 12 months. It always takes two years till they get to the form. So
4: I'm not The thing that I'm afraid of, though, Tony, is we gave the same reasoning to with- Matt Galil.
0: God, I knew yeah. you were
1: going to say it. I knew you were going to – you're right.
0: Mm-hmm. You're right,
1: tough. Stuff.
0: all right let's finish is, this we, call. is it just us or do we have the most people lying about injuries Them saying people are fine like eric reed just coming out the other day talking about he what had two injuries why do our players lie so much
6: make excuses
0: <laughs> maybe it's not just us eric maybe reed
1: though it's is always us. hurt I don't know, but it seems like it tell me this is uh, isn't eric reed always hurt and I, and might be his style of play. It might be his style. Yeah, but might might be his style remember,
0: but Ryan, look. remember, Ryan Khalil's first injury was he had a crick in his neck.
3: Oh god! Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Remember, <laughs> we the joke on wrong. The joke <laughs> yeah.
7: on the
0: show. The joke
1: on the show was that he was at a fucking um, in the back room of a uh, adult theater. And they got it. If Michael
0: Orr had a concussion, it just never came back.
5: It never came back.
3: Yeah, Yeah. poor guy. I I think though,
1: (laughs) I do think that Eric Reed's style of play makes him injury prone. He's kind of like a cam on the defense. But remember, what's your first? I know what my the first time that I ever met Eric Reed, he wasn't a Panther.
0: Talking about when Mike Tober ran him. Yeah. Hell yeah. And <laughs> hey, left him like dead.
1: <laughs> left him fucking dead, dude. That motherfucker, I was concerned. Everybody was concerned about his life. Mike
0: Tober had to apologize to his parents for that. <laughs> <And> I- <laughs> all right, let's finish this. <laughs> he <call> met-, <laughs> he looked- was- met with his parents after the game and apologized. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Hey, real quick, I was looking up Matt Paredes' stats because <laughs> I wasn't sure about how good he was last year. Uh, sixth in the league for snaps played at almost 1,100, 10, uh, 1094. Uh, he only had three penalties all year and only allowed three sacks all year. And those are the only... Yeah, but, but 60, we watched 60, it. 60 we saw it. Rating, I mean. Yeah,
1: but we watched it. I'm, I am mean, watched
0: Matt Paredes. <laughs> I seen a lot of Matt Paredes on his back or missing people.
1: <laughs> yeah, like getting just bowled over... It kind of l- reminded you of Khalil in those latter yeah. years, you know? All right, l- yeah. let's finish this call and I get the ice around. up like,
15: If we don't take one of these freaking beasts or freaks, as Cody calls them, offensive tackles, I mean, I know he's a guard, but you can find a guard in free agency. Our, our offensive line isn't really going to be worse like without Trey Turner if we play this the right way. I can see that. Like, I think we'll live. But I would like to see him without Masco. You know. That's that I would like to see that, but that's my thought. And I still maintain Speaking of that, I was at a Trump rally yesterday and I heard to build that wall, Chant. And I thought, around Cam Newton? Exactly. We got to build that wall around Cam
7: Newton. All right, all right, all right. the hell, bro? All right, (laughs) right,
1: hold on. All right, we're going to end the call on this. Question I'm going to turn (laughs) it to Cody. Is he being. I'm pretty sure that Joey Esquivel lives in San Francisco.
4: No, I think he's. Downtown, isn't he? Like, Doesn't he talk about going and walking downtown,
1: Charlotte? Oh, I thought he was a California guy. Joey Esquivel, chime in where you're at. Is Joey Esquivel being at a Trump rally a troll job joke, right Dude, there? I have
2: so many questions for Joey Esquivel. It might be.
1: It's not it's even funny, it might be. <laughs> the bl- Is Joey Esquivel J- D- the blind Dave Chappelle as a KK Klansman? You remember that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> With that uh, last name, he lucky he made it out alive. You're was- <laughs> yeah, not lying, bro.
2: Well, all right. Yeah, I, uh, I, I got some questions, bro. All right. as far as his right.
0: call, I, I, I agree. If you, like I said, it yeah. depends on what draft, pack, draft picks you, you get for Trey Turner. If you get a second for Trey Turner, just think about who that could be in this draft. Yeah. He does Depends live with Charlotte. You're right. Like you're right.
4: The end of the second is not worth it, right? But if you can get like a first half of the second round, you might start thinking a little bit with as deep as this class is.
0: Even at the bottom yes. of the second, though, with these receivers, what receiver can you get at the bottom of the second?
3: I don't know you know. Y'all were talking about getting Jalen Hurts in the third earlier.
2: Wait, wait. You said a receiver at the bottom of the second? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe like a Michael like a Thomas, Brandon Ayuk, a Brandon Ayuk. Um, uh, wait, you mean in this year's class? we talk, is right. yeah, yeah. Brandon Ayuk, maybe a Denzel Mims falls. Um, uh, which he, he might have pushed himself up the. But board. it
1: might be like what um what you're talking about, t Money is. That it's kind of like let's pull the Patriot way. It's like let's just get ahead of it. Let's get a little collateral like yeah is that we sacrifice a little bit now but we save a little money the money's not a big deal I just, think, I
0: just think a draft pick over a guard is more you can find a serviceable guard and have an extra draft pick this is how yep. I feel about it
5: yep yeah.
3: Yeah, it'd, be, right. it'd be different if you're replacing a superstar but I don't think Treturnal is a superstar anymore Gosh, I I, I just don't,
1: I don't, what I don't get is this, is that we're just talking about build that fucking wall, and then you're trading the only guy that's played well in his fucking career. Y'all have to, y'all have to,
0: you're like, y'all don't play video games? Like, what do you do when you rebuild? You trade all the talent off, you get all the draft picks, you go into the draft with, like, four first-round picks, like. (laughs) That's all part of rebuilding. Yeah,
4: that's what you do. You, You know what's funny about it all is, if you follow the Carolina Panthers on Twitter um, they, for the combine, they had a lot of these, you know, current players, you know, and and their combine performances and they had a nice little edit with them all and how they're doing now as a Panther and whatnot. Um, not once did you see Cam Newton, which by the way, in my opinion, out of anybody on our team had one of the best combines. Um, but, they did show Trey Turner. Like, that's a weird thing to do. And I know the social media may not have a lot to do with the back end, uh, uh, you know, back of the house stuff. But that seems odd to me that you've made a decision. Actually, they control all of well, it. Trey Turner was,
0: was fast for a lineman. And yeah. He, but he still brags about yeah. the time he ran yeah. almost stride for stride with McCaffrey.
4: Yeah. Well, he, he, take that out of the equation, right? If you're actually shopping him, why in the heck are you putting that stuff on social media? But if you're actually saying the words like, you know we're you know our plan is to keep Cam next year. Well, you you could you had an opportunity to show one of the most incredible athletically gifted uh, players in the combine do their highlights, and you chose to go with just DJ like or Christian McCaffrey, like, Trey Turner.
0: So I don't think we're calling anybody about anybody. I think we just put it out there that if you I kind of wonder field, this. We'll listen.
1: If you were Sean Payton. If you were Bill Belichick, would you not just? I would put out all of these stories. I'd be like, if I was the Saints, I'd be like, yeah, I heard the Panthers are shopping Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey. Everybody, <laughs> nobody <laughs> loves them. They're fucking
0: like. That's are all these part of that chicken? And that that that? It's all part of that chicken game. Like, yeah, Brady and the Patriots are doing it right now. Bruce Arians and. Yeah, Winston right. been
7: doing it all off season. I mean, Aaron fucking said Winston can't see. <laughs> he <laughs> yeah. couldn't. He had to get, <laughs> get LASIK. Had to get
0: LASIK. <laughs> all right, let's get the so fuck I out did, of here. That's all part all right. of playing that game. All right, yeah.
1: we've talked about everything. Is there anything else you guys need to say before we go? No. I mean, we're no. gonna do our no. ice up picks. We're gonna do our ice up picks. But is there any other Justin content? Herbert sucks. That's all I got
0: to say. Damn. Justin <laughs> Herbert sucks. Oh, man. <laughs> All,
1: right. All right. All right, let's go to the ice up picks then. Who wants to start tonight? Who brought one that they're feeling vigorous about?
2: Um, I'm just going to go first, dude. I had like two others picked, but uh, Joe Biden just did a press conference and he called his wife his sister. <laughs> This happened. Freudian there's slip. A, there's, a, there's a video. There's a, and he he looks at his wife first, then turns to the crowd, and then later mistakes them. So he also, dude,
1: he was doing the interview. Uh, I mean, I just saw the headline for it. I didn't read it or watch the video, but the Chris, Wa- oh, who's the guy? Is he's, uh, he's actually pretty good for Fox. He's like the one Fox dude. Who will not hold like Joe's fucking? Who will not somebody, but but, <laughs> yeah.
7: but won't be a sinker fan <laughs> <Damn>. to
1: everything. <laughs> and uh, he called him like Craig or something. He's like, my name's Chris, bitch. <laughs> like uh, he was saying,
7: mm. like <laughs> All
1: right. Uh, Joe Biden is old. Uncle Joe is old and drunk. Let him go, folks. Who's next? Creepy Uncle Joe. Mm. Uh, I'll go. So, all good. right,
0: go, team. I say ice up to the Hornets who tonight uh lost to the Spurs who are not that good this year, and Pop wasn't even coaching, they lost to Dreadhead Tim Duncan.
3: <laughs> dreadhead Tim
0: dre- Tim Duncan Tim, has Tim Duncan dreads is a legend now. <laughs> yes, Tim Duncan has Tim Dun- dreads now.
3: Mm.
0: What? <laughs> that <happened>. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's- His first game ever coaching, and they blew the game a lot.
1: I have to Google Tim. All right, who's next? Uh Tim Tucker. is what I'm Googling. I'll
5: go. All right, right. I'm going to go with James Dolan of the Knicks. My goodness. (laughs) I mean, you have one of the most notorious fans there, Spike Lee, and he comes into the entrance, and security comes up to him. And, and he's already scanned his ticket, and they're telling him he can't go up the elevator and this and that. And <laughs> I mean, this guy, James Dolan, I mean, he's throwing kids out of games for selling chance, starting the chance to sell the team, sell the team. <laughs> I mean, this guy's one of the worst owners in the NBA. <laughs> and since he took over the Knicks, it, Ice Up Dolan. Come yeah, on, I, you, might the, well the, the you might as well Ice Up. Sell the you, team and. Ice up and get out of town. <laughs> you might
1: as well ice up the Knicks for being the fucking on. one of the one of the most valuable franchises in the world, and they're terrible. Oh, I,
3: How I, I do where they're
1: at. Yeah, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. Like that's my thing is I have not seen a Knicks team that has been good. Since Patrick Ewan. And who was that Patrick, guy? Who was that guy that was fucking deadly? As a Spreewell, I used
5: to love Charles Sprewell. Sprewell, but, yeah,
1: yeah, Charles Sprewell yeah. yeah. That was yeah. the last
5: time I seen the
0: next win. <laughs>
1: yeah, and they still weren't even that good then.
0: No. all right, That was when they had Latrell and Allen Houston. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Uh CK, you got anything? Yeah,
4: I'm going to do uh something we kind of mentioned earlier. Um... You know the whole Garth Brooks in Detroit. Uh, <laughs> uh,
6: my God, man! I'm,
4: is.
1: I'm. This shit you know, was so
4: terrible. We're really on the on the national stage. We are. I mean, even on the global stage, we are definitely not making Smart. ourselves look very good as a country. Um, th- listen. You know, one of the most Americans are so Detroit uninformed. Area,
1: We're so uninformed. Oh, yeah, yeah.
4: Oh well, we well. Let me. Ref- I, I'll 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 challenge that. We're misinformed. Okay. I, I would say uh, are not people are in- Barry informed. Sanders though. No, no. What I mean is, people go. So what happens is, somebody snaps a picture of it, says what they see, and then ten thousand people share it, and then all of a sudden, these people who have no idea who Barry Sanders is. All of a sudden, now thinks that he's supporting Bernie Sanders as a as a country singer. Once again, you know, obviously the dude's why not that stupid. Why would Bernie Sanders?
1: Why would why would Bernie Sanders have a football jersey? Hey, but okay,
4: keep going. Sorry. Yeah, no, but I mean to to have an entire I thought
0: it was custom made. Yeah, <laughs> I mean to have these. Oh, I,
4: man, I'm just. I'm exhausted with this. I don't, I don't even know. I'm done. <laughs> Just somebody else go. I'm over. All right, it. all right. Up? So Cody, anybody who thought that was a oh yeah, as the
0: here? as the guest on the show, I'm personally invested now. Do you have internet yet?
5: Um, oh yeah, I was going to ask you that no. earlier. I do not <laughs>
0: exactly like as fans, we're personally invested now. Like <laughs> I know yeah, we're no like right. you know I've, what I've we all need to
1: we all need to write Cox communication and support. That's what we need I to know, do.
4: I, to, I got the I got the head enge- engineer's number and I was messaging him today. I was texting him and he said uh he said uh you have my word, I'm going to take care of you. Uh, I'm assuming that means get me internet, but I don't know about it. No, meant- right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when
1: when I listen to CK's ICEP, I think about Cody who sent a message to us earlier this week and said my ICEP was gonna be the 38% of americans who were scared to drink corona beer because of the coronavirus <laughs> all right uh greg you haven't gone have you gone yet oh god we can't hear greg oh no, we can't, we never we can't fucking- hear never uh, i tell you this greg. is that what's up with greg's fucking internet I'm man just- That's oh, it really yeah. yeah, what the, what-
2: what the- <laughs> alright oh, there needs to be there needs to be a betting line uh, over and over <laughs> of, um, uh, uh, how many times <laughs> Does Mike down or Greg, yeah, how many times Greg will be talking and not right. say anything at all
6: he's
1: talking. like no, please do listen to me that, guys man. I love you alright did you ice <laughs> up anybody or is
3: it my turn yeah, uh, I'll do I'll do the third basketball ice up on a football podcast, and I'm gonna ice up uh, James Harden. Uh, I can't stand James Harden. I don't like the guy at all. And uh, if you give him a basketball, he's got a
1: mm. poor nope. Greg. Oh. He was gonna talk about oh, in
0: the middle nice. of a
4: statement. Oh my, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs>
2: All right, audio, let the me the go. get the audio drop again?
1: Yes,
0: yes yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. can uh, this shit up,
2: dude. Uh, James Harden
0: poor. missed Yadis because Yadis said he wasn't nothing but a uh, seven-footed conduct. We got that. Uh, all right, yeah. let's see if
3: Now, now I think y'all are just messing with me. <laughs> now you can hear you now. Tony's cutting me off. He's like, watch this. Like, <laughs> he's just going <laughs> to get a little <laughs> meatball. But yeah. I'm going to um, buy you a new computer, another, bro. Just to finish it up real quick, uh, James Harden, ice up, man. He was telling Giannis, uh, you know, Giannis said he couldn't pass, and he was like, "Oh well, I wish I could be seven feet and just dunk and have no skill, dude." Shut up, James Harden, man. If somebody looks at you the wrong way, you get a foul called. I could score twenty five points a game if I took twenty three free throws. Like it's insane, man. I can't know who Giannis is
0: over. James
3: Harden, right? Yeah, I know, I know and that. But, Kimba
0: I mean, never passes. Kimba ain't I know. Kimba never
3: had ten assists in a season
0: ever. <laughs> yeah, hard. <laughs> hey, I changed hard. my ice
4: There's up to certain... to LeBron James with the world's worst. Oh, that day, uh, travel! Oh my god, uh...
1: travel! All right, so ice up, James Harden. My ice up pick goes to you, coronavirus panickers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Italy. And I say, fuck all y'all that are scared to change your lives. Like my mom. And then I just said that to my mother. That's messed up. My mother was like, (laughs) you're taking your kids there? You're not canceling? No. Fuck that. I am not paralyzed by fear, by this media hype of all this bullshit. But, yeah, yeah, the media. (laughs) You're going
4: to get over there and see, like, bodies being burned in the streets and stuff. Right. This well, is what I'm going uh, to get. This is well, what you I'm know, you say.
0: Important to Most people, just take some Lysol. You're good. Dude,
1: I'm going to get over to Italy <laughs> and guess what I'm going to have. No fucking lines at the museums and no coronas? fucking weights. Por- no weights. No. Yeah, take, a, take a few <laughs> cronies just, no. uh, just to be... No. Peroni. They drink the Peroni, brother. They. Uh, we are not going to have weights for the fucking restaurants and no need to book ahead for vineyard tours bitches the Dunn family is coming to wreck Italy coronavirus watch out for us we're coming to have a beast of a time I'm not scared to live my
3: life ice up to you fear mongers the news Tony right. you should look up the stat that the news never says. They always talk about the number of people infected and killed, but they also never give you the stat of the number of people that are infected and survive. It's, it's yeah, it's like ninety nine percent mind boggling. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like,
1: fuck that. I'm like ready. I to- I haven't told everybody. I told the guy on Delta. I- this is the guy. The guy you know, was like,
0: Panther "Fan though, you can always beat at 1%. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> could always right. be that one percent. Anybody could be, but you got a better chance of
3: dying from flu at home than you do from." I mean, you do. Uh, you got a better I'm, chance to yeah, die from the flu you know, in America than you do from uh, every Christmas every
1: death for Corona. My main fear is getting stuck there. And I told my kids. My son is worried. That's He's hard like, hard "What hard. if we get stuck there?" I said, "Man, if we get stuck there, we're selling our house and we're staying." Fuck it.
4: All right. Mm-hmm. Find, so one of those, uh, find one of those country <laughs> or one of those towns where they'll give you twenty thousand dollars to move there. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah. That's right. Be your. I'm gonna be your English teacher. My name's Tony Dunn, it's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by Carolina Cat CarolinaCatChronicles.com. We're here on Tuesday nights. We run from 9 p.m. to, obviously, 12.01 a.m. right now. It's fucking crazy how much we can talk about the Carolina Panthers. The number's 252-228-1598. Let's go ahead and get our plugs in. The Bat
3: Daddy, the Stat Daddy, tell us about your podcast and where they can reach you. Uh, you can find me at the Bad Daddy Fifty Two on Twitter, or you can contact me at SCS Podcast One on Twitter. That's the handle for my other podcast, Super Civil Servants Podcast. We talk about movies, comic books, uh, different forms of literature, television shows, all that good stuff. This week's episode, I well, I don't know what happened, but the whole episode didn't get recorded. I had about a minute and a half of intro, and then about two hours of white noise. So what I did was I compiled a greatest hits episode or a bloopers episode. It's about an hour long of all the stuff we've done for the first forty episodes we've been together and put that out this week, so check it out. Did anybody hear You're Craig? on there too, by the way. Did you all really in. not hear me? No, nah, I wanted to no, I scare. Him. I <laughs> <scared>. <laughs> all right. T Money nineteen
1: ninety three, how can they find you on Twitter?
0: Um, Twitter is Mr. T Money nineteen ninety three, same as the YouTube channel. Um I just did my second uh, mock draft uh, for the Panthers where, I don't know, some kind of way, both drafts, I got two of <laughs> And um, what else am I doing on there? I'm doing gaming stuff right now where I'm trying to uh, have a team with everybody who went to college in North Carolina and win a championship with the Hornets. Uh, <laughs> so, interests you, tune into that. <laughs>
1: All right, right on. Uh, see uh, Cody, um, tell us about DraftTech and where they can follow you on Twitter.
2: Follow me on Twitter at Cody Lacks, C O D Y L A C. There will be a brand new mock draft tomorrow on drafttech.com with comments for the first and second rounds of the Carolina Panthers. Check it out.
1: Brad Dugan, new to Twitter. You better get your ass a picture. If you don't put a picture on that fucking Twitter handle, man, anything <laughs> other than that egghead. Your egghead is what we yeah. used to call you guys seven years ago. Now it's a blanket. Brad Dugan, what's your Twitter hey. handle? Hey, at
5: Brad 06598740. Oh, Holy God.
1: shit. It's like that. <laughs> that I'm,
3: <laughs> still, <laughs> I'm, I'm still. Wrong. I'm, That's what I'm,
5: still, That's just, hey, I'm still, still. Hey, I'm still. You to it. 8765409
6: 8765409. Alright. All right.
0: Dead Not it even hearing like a scam likely Twitter handle.
1: Yeah, put
0: a, pic- <laughs> still, put, <laughs> still
1: put a picture. Still learning. I'm still learning a, how to use it. <laughs> put a picture on it. We'll help you out. CK. Man with no internet juices his fucking hotspot to death.
4: Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure my. Uh, cell phone provider is about to just call me and buy out my contract. Um, <laughs> now, I, uh, uh, I wanted to bring up another topic for us to talk about for another 30 minutes. Is that cool, Tony? Yes. No, it's not. I'm going to <laughs> fuck um, out. No, you can myself. find me at Code Allen on Twitter pretty much everywhere. Um, once I get internet, I'll be back online. Uh, another shameless plug to go along with Cody's is uh, we plan on, I think, this Thursday actually starting this whole... Uh, segment for, for the draft prospects and whatnot, so be looking out for that. Um, but uh, yeah, you hey guys. Uh, All right. Rest of your evening yeah. Good morning. And also news: there may no be there may
1: not be a show next week for the first time in seven years. and be in Italy, so unless I can figure out a way, we might have Cody and the guys record it and then we post it afterwards. I don't think there's going to be a live show. Uh, unless we can figure out how to do it and I just feel like it's gonna to be too complicated in the back end. But if 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 anyway, we'll get you some content at the very minimum. And and, Did you uh, and say it, Greg.
3: Did you almost say it, Greg? <laughs> I almost said it, yeah. <laughs> Tommy said it's going to be too too uncomfortable in the back end. And I was like, ah. That's what she said. That's what she said. And
1: we'll see you maybe not next
3: Tuesday, but the following
1: week. And maybe we'll drop some content. What we'll do is this, is hopefully these guys can drop some content as our Tuesday night. And if not, they can record something and we'll post it after. Not live, but maybe live. Who knows? Watch out. Subscribe. iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, C3 Panthers Podcast. Just Google it. It's the best. See you guys later. Keep pounding. Uh, All right. We are the off show, the air. Yeah. Yep. Can we go to bed? Tony, now? message. T- yeah, message me now,
2: and, um, I, I, I think we can figure out a way for me to run the show live. we we'll just have to do some uh, figuring out before we do it. Well, we got to
1: do Tony, it tomorrow then. know he has
4: internet. All
1: right. <laughs> tomorrow night, Cody. If you got time, <laughs> tomorrow night is the only time I'm going to have to work it out with you.